All right, sorry for the delayed start. My apologies. What is going on, everybody? This is uh, Randall Thor 19, one of the co-hosts for the Xbox Two podcast. And with me, as always, from the UK this week, I believe, Jez Corden, the one and only. What's going on, buddy? Hey, man. Pretty tired. Traveling quite a bit, but settled in the UK. It's nice to be back home where you can get a real cup of tea. Ugh, who drinks <laughs> tea? Who actually drinks tea? Not me. I got a... Cool got people a, drink tea. Only I got cool a people. Coke right here, ready, ready to, to drink. But So it's funny because Jez forgot us Americans have this thing called Daylight Savings Time. Yeah, I was isn't until this next week. The rest of the world has it next weekend, but you have it last weekend. Yeah. You like to be different and special. So Yeah, no. So uh <laughs> we moved our clocks went forward this week, so Jez was like, wait a minute. Wait, no, we can't do it when we're oh my god. And so that's why it's at four o'clock today, or you know, it's an hour later than normal. But hey, at least it's on a Thursday. Uh so I mean, how's your week been? You've been doing pretty good? Yeah, it's been pretty good, up and down. Uh, had death in the family, which is why I'm in the UK. But, you know, it happens. And uh, other than that, not bad. You know, had a big scoop with the Xbox One S all digital edition. What was that last week? That was the week before. Yeah. How was it? I don't even know what day of the week is. But, you know, traffic on that was nice. Uh, other than that, you know, don't know whether I'm coming or going because I've been so busy. But right now, I'm just trying to get through to Division Review because as, as an online game, they don't have a review period for the Division 2. No, so, they didn't. No, because the servers went live. So I've got to rush through to the end game and see what it's all about. Right. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that a bit. Yeah, because I've actually been playing that as well. Oh, no. uh, and uh, yeah, it's actually kind of cool. Can't wait to talk about it. Uh, so shout out to everybody in the chat. We got Indie Gamer. We have Luca, DJ Singh, The Finest, Daniel B, uh, Gunstar, a whole bunch of people in there. Uh, you know, if you want to say anything, obviously chat's open. You can uh, let your voice be heard, ask us questions. And, uh, you know, if I'm watching the chat, I'll pick it out if I see any really good ones. But we appreciate everybody uh, watching live uh, or watching later on um you know, iTunes and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, really excited to talk about it, get this podcast going. There's been a lot of uh, interesting news recently. And, yeah, you can bet your ass we're going to be talking about Halo coming to PC. And, my God, Steam? Jazz? Steam? What is going on? Oh, my God. Yeah, no one expected that. I, I saw some people did, because everyone expected Halo MCC on, on PC. It's like the worst kept secret in gaming history. but. Um, I was looking at some of the polls where they were like, oh, so what do you think will be announced? And people were saying Reach, and people were saying Halo MCC on the Windows 10 store, but some some of the polls were like Halo MCC on Steam, and nobody's really expected that. Yeah, it's, so it's, I, was, uh, I was surprised and impressed that Microsoft did that. And it's had a really, really positive effect for the franchise, yeah, I think. We'll talk about all that. Uh, Xbox Live got officially announced today for iOS and uh apple or ios and android but uh no switch interesting mm, no switch interesting so we'll talk about that 
We'll talk about that uh, Inside Xbox episode. Everybody always talks about Inside Xbox. Oh, my God, Inside Xbox, the worst show ever made by man. <laughs> it's like, uh, but there's one thing I wanted to kind of focus about Inside Xbox, and that's that xCloud demo. Oh, my God, have I seen some hot takes about that, about whether it's fake like she was like the, well, the whole thing was fake and she's just acting like, you know, like, or was it real? And oh my God, the latency. Uh, we'll talk about that. Google, man, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but Google has been like, they got a big press conference next week. They'll be like, Hey, we got a whole bunch of people showing up. We'll kind of speculate on what possibly be going down and you know, whatever else we feel like talking about, but uh, those are the topics, and we're going to get into the games, because games are the most important part of gaming. It's not just, hey, come f- hear the cool uh, speculation and talk between random jazz. I want, I want you guys to hear about the games that we play, because that's a, in, the most important part. And um, Jazz, I know you've been playing Division 2. I have. I've been playing Division 2 as well. Um, I actually really like it. What, do you, what about you? I'm loving it so far. You know, it's one of the biggest criticisms I heard from the beta and from other people so far is that it's like, it's very similar to the original, but like the more you play it, the more you realize it's like, there's a lot of subtle changes, which sort of all come together to make it just so much, that's so much better than the original. Like it feels a lot more clancy like now with the the whole like the time to kill being reduced and if there are a bullet sponge enemy that's because they're covered in destructible armor which i I felt is like pretty subtle but a really great change for the way gunplay feels and because like things like grenades are far more powerful now and enemies dodge them really aggressively you have to be tactical about how they how you use them you know combine them with your crowd control skills and and also because enemies react really really aggressively to grenades you can even use grenades as crowd control themselves to push enemies into chemicals and then blow them up and there's just like a lot more tactical aspects to it than the original had to some degree but didn't feel like it had the same amount of finesse i think is probably the best word best way to put it Dude, i just love it i just love it man there so is far. so much to do in this game like i i, I think i'm like I, i'm level nine i feel like i've only done three main stories because when you go out in this Washington, D.C., it is so densely detailed. There are things to do all over the place. I feel, like, overwhelmed. Like, there's so much content, so much loot in the game, especially on the Xbox One X. My God, does it look gorgeous. Like, it, some of the some of the set pieces that I've seen, some of the locations that to go to, it's like, uh, t- t- wow. Uh, kudos so far. Uh, to Massive and Ubisoft for making this. You know, honestly, I think this this is going to make people just forget about Anthem completely. I know, I know, you said man, that man, you, you're, <laughs> you're done. You're done with Anthem after playing Division, right? Uh, dude, I'm like the biggest Bioware fan. You know, Mass Effect, the Mass Effect franchise, is one of my favorite of all time. I think I have more hours in Dragon Age Origins than almost any game that I've played on Xbox consoles. Um, you know, I've completed it like at least 10 times i don't really play games over and over again but dragon age origins is one of them i love that company and i really wanted to love anthem i really did and i forced myself to try and love it and after like i don't know maybe 150 hours and it's it's weird to complain 
about Anthem. Like my, my boss actually made a good point that like you're complaining about a game that you played for 150 hours. Like, don't you feel like you got your money's worth? And I'm like, well, yeah, I guess. But it's it. The thing that frustrates me is that it's it could have so easily been so much better. You know. Yeah. Like the, but... there's so many bugs, the the scaling issues, the fact that there's basically three dungeons through an end game over and over again. The fact that loot was meaningless because of the scaling bugs. All the bugs, man, and just weird design decisions like having backtracking, things that block you from backtracking, and the, the blockers sort of came down from the, from the ceiling, and if you walked under them at the wrong time, you could be pushed through the floor. Like, just so many weird bugs in that game. And it's like, why didn't the AI delay this? Why did they yeah. push it out? They probably needed it for their, uh, you know, uh, fiscal, uh, you know, quarter because it was like came out in, you know, February. Fiscal would ended like I think March or whatever. They probably needed it for then, but I think they really wanted it out for Division Two. Seeing the polish on this game, seeing how just good it is and how much an improvement over um, Division One it is, they probably wanted it out before Division Two came out. That was probably probably it. Yeah, but now, um, now they've done that, they've basically killed the franchise. Yeah, like, and they also released that. Apex Legends a couple weeks before Anthem. I'm sure that didn't really help with because it's like you give them this great free to play battle royale game, and it's like, well, you know, I'm sure that competes with Anthem to some certain degree. You, you know, it's like it's it's pretty crazy. But you know, one of the one of the complaints I had about this Vision One was it's kind of rectified in an interesting way in this game was the bullet sponge enemies, right? Yes. They're not so much bullet spongy anymore, and the enemies that are like the yellow enemies, there's actually like there's like visual cues this time. The reason they're bullet spongy is because they're wearing this huge armor, and you can like shoot out the off the armor on their like legs and their arms and stuff. So it actually makes sense why these enemies are taking a, a whole bunch of damage. You know what I'm saying, Jez? Yeah, I thought that and was the- like. There's also like tactics you can use to to chew through them like there's abilities that give you bonuses to attacking weak points and stuff like that it's like it's like i was saying it's one of those subtle changes that yeah. just makes t- gunplay feel so much better so much more tactical it's what the first game should have been it like delivers on that promise like they took everything they learned about the division one all the feedback people were bitching about the bullet sponge enemies i was going to say monsters then but there's no monsters in the division it's very down to earth and realistic but you know they 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 really double down on all that feedback, and I am so curious to see like what the end game is going to be like because you know even the side the side quests feel like what main missions used to feel like almost. The main missions are a lot more grand and have like unique moments and set pieces and stuff like that, and you know and then you've got like the things that would have been side missions in the last game and now just these dynamic events which are spawn everywhere and give you loot and. There's loot everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And like like you everywhere. mentioned, the side missions are meaningful. Uh, they're actually really good to do. There's reasons to do them. You usually get, uh, you know, like an upgrade point or what do they call it? Like a CHD tech or whatever. I mean, there's reasons to do this stuff and they actually take a little bit of time. And the combat's not run and gun. I know the first game, it was a cover-based shooter, but a lot of people kind of played it like run and gun. They rectified that in this one. You do have to take cover because if you get caught out in the open, they added, they added like armor uh, that your character has now, but you will go down. Like, so it's the right kind of challenge as well. 
where it's not like a pushover where you're not really dominating the enemy. Like you get caught out of position, you will die. Uh, and so like aggressively try and flank. Yeah, you well. they they do that all the time. So it's like it's not it's not super easy. There is a fair amount of uh, challenge there. One big disappointment I do have is how co-op works in the game. How does I don't know if you've experienced this yet. I'm playing co-op right now, and I didn't think anything bad of it so far. But well, it depends. Who are you playing co-op with, and how, and what level are they? Are they the same as your level? Well, I'm no, they're a bit lower than me, but they scale okay. up to my level. That's the thing. So I was level five, and I was playing with my buddy Gopher, who was level fourteen. Right. So the the enemies in the game scales up to the highest person, the highest level person in the game. Right. So I'm level five. And all of a sudden, all the enemies are level 13. Now, you get a co-op buff, right? So you get, you can do more damage. And I could kill the enemies just fine. However, because my gear is so low, essentially, those enemies killed me in one shot every single time. So oh, it, was okay, impo- so- <laughs> it was impossible for me to play with them. You yeah, know, we, because we I just was just did, um, like, our level difference isn't so bad as that. But we just did, um, we just did a dungeon. And uh, the boss did one shot my team. Yeah, <laughs> so that's the thing. So it's like, so I have a couple buddies who got early review copies that are farther along than me. I started when the game went live uh, for everybody else on Tuesday night. And, you know, I think my buddy Maka and Gopher are both level 30. So I can't play with them until I get to, you know, around that level or 25 when I have some good gear. So we can't play together. And that kind of bugs me a little bit. Why you know, you like you know, learn to play. You know? I mean, I don't. I can't think of another co-op game that does that. Like, oh well, you're you're you know, your your friends, you know, he's a higher level than you, and you can't play now. I like, uh, I can't you think of a co-op game. <laughs> no, I I haven't, I haven't. But that's you the only like up. really one bad thing I'll say about the game is that. But if you got a group of people that are constantly going to play together you won't have any issue it's just that we had a couple people play it well uh, why early, so can't can't you be the group leader and he scaled down to your level no no it always scales up to whoever is the highest in the game all oh, right so okay. that's the only thing i'll say about it but uh other Fair than that, really enjoying it really enjoying it man so uh i mean that's pretty much it it's just been division two i played a whole bunch of apex which god i'm so addicted to but now that division's here uh, I'm probably off that game for a little bit because I got to go back to Devil May Cry. I got to start and finish Metro. I have to do Last Guardian. And there's a bunch of people on the interwebs that want me to play Bloodborne, which I said I would do. So Bloodborne being the future. And then, of course, there's the games for next month. So my plate is pretty full right now. Um, And like Fuzzy Belvedere says in chat, you can play support or healer because there are different like paths you can take, uh, abilities, you can get like drones and stuff where uh you know you can you can throw out like healing items uh like healing grenades or whatever um but yeah i mean so, you could like if you were playing with someone and scaling up to level you could take like shield perks and stuff and You could like- you could but uh i mean i don't know going like getting like getting shot down in one one shot was not fun it was just like yeah we can't play this together but yeah i guess i mean so, i'm i'm trying to think like how could they really rectify that? Well, like, I mean, Division go, 1 wasn't like that. I don't I don't recall Division 1 being like that. 
I mean, the, you know what they could have done? They could have just scaled gear as well. That that trivializes getting gear upgrades. True, but they could have just scaled down the person who's the highest level to you know, like the yeah. lowest level in the group. Like he wouldn't we'll be a, like a what? We'll do it halfway where you scale up a bit and I scale down a bit. Yeah, Although that's I'm... extra calculations and probably yeah. But either way, the game's really good. I uh, can't wait to see what everybody else thinks about it when it launches uh, tonight, I think, Friday. Yeah. Uh, have you played oh, anything else? Uh, or do you want to move right on into the topics? I just completed Pokemon Black. <laughs> nobody nobody cares about Pokemon, Jazz. Dude. Nobody dude. cares. Nobody oh, cares. On. Yeah, I mean, Pokemon. Pokemon Black. Which one is that? Is that the one from 1982? <laughs> oh, my God. It came out like, I don't know, 2006 or something-ish. I, I, I don't know what year it came out. It came out a long time ago, right? There's like barely any 3D in it. But it was it was a great game. I played for like 70 hours. Mm. But I, t- I tell you what Pokemon, playing Pokemon on the DS made me realize, is that because it's portable, I can fit gaming in around my life where I normally wouldn't be able to. Like traveling. Because I don't really like... I hate mobile games, right? Mm-hmm. Touch controls are garbage. Always garbage. But on the 3DS and Nintendo Switch that actually have tactile buttons, i totally, totally fine with playing that mobile. And we could probably feed that into a Project X Cloud discussion because I think, like, I would hope that with Microsoft pursuing mobile gaming, that they are going to make some kind of accessory for it because I am playing Halo with a touchscreen, man. Nobody wants to play mobile. Nobody wants to play these console-quality games with touch pad, with like touch controls, nobody, absolutely no, no. And you know what? I st- I really don't like how like you have the control, like the the phone hooked onto the controller like that either. You know, at least that's. I mean, at some- least you're using a controller. Um, yeah. I don't know. Plus, the screen's so small. Like, I got my 55 inch LG OLED with HDR. <laughs> And everything looks it's so around, amazing. Around, around. It, it's you can't take a fifty. Although I have seen people try and do this, you can't take a TV on a train. I know you can't. I and know. I, I, ha- I have seen. <laughs> I have seen people take like little monitors and their playstations onto trains, or, or like they have one of those those suitcases that let you put an Xbox in, and they've got like a monitor built into one of the sides. I've seen those. Yeah, but. I, I, I would totally be fine with playing like Final Fantasy 7 or Final Fantasy 9, which are coming out for Xbox soon, or like Darkest Dungeon or one of these turn-based games. I'd be totally happy to play one of those. With would, you wanna, would you want to get in there and do a, do a round of BR while you're on the train, multiplayer, latency? No. Would you want to no. get in there and do an epic single player? Hey, I just want to do some Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> uh, you know, it'd be, right? It really can't be. Unless, no, unless, I wouldn't. But people do, man. Like Fortnite Mobile is huge. I, yes. can't, I can't even play Mo- uh, Minecraft Pocket Edition. Well, you know what? You brought up Fortnite. So there's something I wanted to transition to. So we're going to get into the topics now. So I want to ask everybody, you know what? If you want to, uh, if you're enjoying the show, enjoy the channel, enjoy the podcast with me and Jez, uh, smack that like button. Uh, we'd appreciate it while we get into these topics. Share out the podcast because YouTube sucks at doing that these days. And I'm sure I probably just got demonetized for saying YouTube sucks. 
Um, <laughs> that would be so what? funny if I actually have an algorithm that demonetizes Yeah. People. Oh, my God. They said YouTube sucks. Demonetize. Demonetize. No money. That, that is such a Google, Google thing to do. <laughs> I bet I do do it. Uh, God. So did you see the information that came out, out yesterday about Fortnite crossplay where they removed Nintendo Switch from the crossplay pool with <gasps> the PlayStation and the Xbox. So Xbox and PlayStation are now one pool. They're the console pool. And if you opt out of that, you can't even play BR anymore anymore on the on the Xbox and PlayStation. You get put you can only like play like creative mode or whatever, right? But wow. so they removed Nintendo Switch from that and they put it in the mobile pool because Epic said that they feel like that'll give uh, users a better experience. Now, there are some people that took this to say that Nintendo pulled out of crossplay, right? When it's more Epic's doing because I think they probably have analytical data that shows, yeah, Switch guys get destroyed by Xbox and PlayStation dudes because their game is at 60 frames. They actually have better controllers. And you know, maybe Switch players, I'm not going to say they're not as good, but <laughs> Epic is like, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna match the Switch players with now. That's if you solo queue. If you solo queue, that does you can still like if somebody's on the Switch and you can team up with the person on Xbox, you'll play with you know Xbox and PlayStation. So this is only for the solo queue. What do you think about that, Jazz? The idea that that they're like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna match Switch players with mobile players now. Well, I um first of all, I I agree that it's probably unfair. I mean. It's 60 FPS on, on Xbox, right? I've never actually played Fortnite on the console. <laughs> so it's, is it 60 frames on Xbox? Surely it is with them graphics. Right? Uh, yes. You know, originally it started at 30 frames. And then it was like an option on the X and the Pro to hit 60. And then it didn't become an option. They just updated the game to be 60 overall on ev- all the models. So okay, I'm well, pretty sure it's 60 frames everywhere. A sixty versus sixty frames versus thirty is just a huge disadvantage for whoever's got thirty. So I I appreciate that they did that for switch players, and clearly it's it, I believe them when they say it's because they want them to have a better experience. Because otherwise, if Nintendo would pull the plug, um, Rocket League would no longer be crossplay, or Minecraft would no longer be crossplay. Surely, especially Rocket League, which is a competitive game. Yeah. So, I don't think that I don't think this is Nintendo's doing. And if if it was Nintendo's doing, Epic Games has the clout to just say, "Yo, Nintendo did this. Don't blame us." Yeah. Like, why would Why would Epic protect Nintendo? They they don't give a damn. They got billions and billions of dollars. Yeah, they're they're behind the scenes doing some shady stuff, Jess. I don't know if you you saw what just came out about fifteen minutes before we started the podcast. Nope. Oh boy, man, when this. You know, uh, so let's lay the groundwork of this whole Epic Games Game Store situation, right? They're using their Fortnite money, the billions they've made on Fortnite to finally create a competitive Steam. But what they're doing is they're basically using that money and they're they're buying games exclusive the exclusive rights to games. They're money handing developers to put their games on Epic uh, the Epic Store. They're making it so I think the revenue splits eighty eight twelve. Where, where I think on Steam was like 70-30, right? So you see a lot of stuff. There was the whole Metro, Metro twenty or Metro uh, Exodus was on Steam, and then about a month before it came out, it was like, nope, we're on, um, we're on Epic now, right? That uh, is 
That is just the height of scum and villainy. Right, right. And, you know, people are like, there are people like, this is great competition. And then everybody's like, no, this is horrible. There's rumors that Borderlands 3, which they've been teasing heavily on social media that, you know, Gearbox is going to have some announcement on like March 28th. Uh, Randy Pitchford's, you know, publicly saying that he thinks the Epic Store is great. I would not be surprised to see Borderlands 3 in Epic Store exclusive, exclusive, right? So there's this there's this whole stuff around the Epic Store, right? Well, it came out today because uh, I was just, I saw the thread before we started. It's, it's developing. It's on Reset Era because the user found this out. That the Epic Games Launcher appears to collect your Steam friends and play history without your consent. Ah. Uh. Yeah. So I'm reading like, and and people are like, wait, what is going on? It's this huge long thread with like evidence of it, uh, of like, yeah, like you, you sign up to this stuff and that like, it's like, it's almost like malware or something where like, it's literally looking through your steam account and looking at your, your friends and what they're doing, which uh, I don't know. That might be a, a big breach of uh, what's that uh, new law that was put in place? The GDPR, G- like something or the the Euro, the Euro privacy law thing. Yeah, I'm going to forward that news story to our news team. To I am. I'll, I'll DM you the link. But I mean, if that's pretty crazy, right? Like that's pretty scummy. If if true, correct? Yes, it is. It's, I'm gonna. I'm going to verify that with our technical people because we we have those now. Ooh, you get moving up in the world there. (laughs) Actually, we have like a a really great team of like operating system people who work for Android Central, but usually they they dig into like Android stuff. But they can do they can do this too. I'll I'll see if these findings are are accurate. But our six steel says wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they, 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 I don't know, man, they've been doing some, some scummy stuff. You know, they accuse Microsoft of trying to have like a wall garden on PC and like, they're the ones, uh, basically paying developers not to put their games on, you know, other competing storefronts like Tim Sweeney. He comes off as just the biggest hypocrite there is, dude. You know, the thing, the thing, the thing that I seem to find about money is that it makes people become hypocrites for some reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't think why. But you know. Well, they say money they say money doesn't necessarily change you, it just brings out the real you. All right. So maybe Tim Tim Sweeney's always been a hypocrite, but man, I mean, Epic Games they're doing big things with that Fortnite money. I never thought the one thing they would do was basically try to make a competitor to Steam, but here they are and supposedly Judging by this thread, uh, they're maybe illegally collecting the information about your Steam accounts and the friends and what they're playing and stuff. Well, the thing is, they'll they'll maybe it's like buried in their terms of service, so they can get around any legal things. But yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna get in, I'm not gonna I'm gonna say I'm not gonna say for sure that they're definitely doing this because you don't know. I'm not a technical dude. And maybe maybe it's the information has been misinterpreted and stuff like that. But at the same time, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put this to our team and my people and see if we can verify it independently. And then if it is true, I will shout it from the rooftops because Damn. that is scummy. 
my dudes. Yeah, that is uh, it's pretty bad. It's uh, there's no I other way of, hate, of, of saying that. Yeah, I I really hate what Epic Games is trying to do, like the way they're trying to do it because they're basically they're taking advantage of developers who've got cash flow cash flow problems, and for the most part. Or, or like, or in some cases, I guess, a vested interest against hurting Steam, in the case of Ubisoft. But, um, but for the the indie developers, they they're sort of like they've got um, they you know, they they can't refuse money sometimes when it comes to paying the bills, keeping the lights on. You know, people have people people in their companies have kids who've got to be fed and stuff like that. So if you, if Epic Games comes along, they're basically taking advantage of these devs and being like, yeah, we'll give you tons of cash for exclusivity. But then they're leaving them high and dry to deal with the political PR fallout of their decisions. So like, I feel like the Epic Games deal casts a shadow over Ashen. It casts a shadow over Metro Exodus. And you can see the amount of positivity that Halo MCC for PC has gained from being on steam like that steam is just the default platform like like it or not and i'm not against competition by any means but it has to be like done the right way and i feel like what steam what um, epic games is doing is pretty much the opposite of the right way especially because tim sweeney has been on the record with major publications to say that microsoft were bad for trying to make their own store and like it's now the ta- the roles have completely reversed. It's Microsoft who's supporting Steam and an open Windows ecosystem, whereas Epic Games is trying to take control of it, leveraging whatever influence they've bought themselves with Fortnite. So, it it is the height of hypocrisy, like you say. And yeah. that's the thing. It's like he's smelling that money, you know. And now he's got like big money to invest in trying to compete with Steam because that really ultimately the only way you're going to compete with Steam is investing big money. Well, um, I mean, I, I I think if you're if you're building a storefront from the ground up, and you're trying to compete with Steam, which is a gigantic, it's like it's it's PC gaming, right? Steam is PC gaming. Steam is PC gaming. I don't necessarily disagree with how he's doing it. Look, all this shady stuff aside, how are you going to get eyes on the Epic Store? There's two ways to do it: either your own great content, right? Uh, by games you make to make people want to check out the store for your games, right? Or get exclusive games from other people. It, it makes sense. It's just, I think oh. the way they're going about it is like almost completely wrong. Well, put it this way. Even EA doesn't do what Epic Games does. I mean, EA, like, instead of um, instead of uh, trying to money hack exclusives for Origin... I'm sure EA has done that at some point, off, but I can't remember off the top of my head. But like, instead of going down that route, EA has been like funding indies like Unravel, and you know, why doesn't Epic Games like literally publish these games from the ground up and just be like, yeah, you know, we've got these games that are exclusive, but that's because we we've, we've published them, we funded them from the ground up, like what Microsoft has done with Ori and stuff, which by the way is on Steam. Mm-hmm. So, you know. There are ways they could do. There are ways they could get exclusives which are less scummy, you know, like especially things like well, it, forcing, it, it, forcing developers to lie 
They the forced truth. Ashen to lie. Mm-hmm. Ashen was supposed to be Xbox Play Anywhere. And as part of their deal, they were like, oh, well, if you want this money, sorry, you got to have to cancel Xbox Play Anywhere. And they're like, to Metro Exodus, oh, sorry, if you want if you want this, you have to cancel your Steam support. You know, it's they're forcing developers to lie and deal with the, the, the fallout of that at a PR level. And it's scummy, man. If they want exclusives, they should fund them from the ground up. Yeah, I mean, they should. Uh, and, but I, I do think exclusives have a certain sway over people. Like, there is something to be said about first-party I mean, sure. <laughs> Like, I'm not saying it's a bad strategy. I'm no, just saying I, like, it's a scummy strategy. It, yeah, I agree with you. I'm saying it's, like I said, there's like two options. Make your own great content so people want to check out your store, which is presumably what Microsoft is you know, gearing up to do or buy a whole bunch of games to get people to and force people to check it out that way. Uh, obviously they went with option one. Uh, it's just, it reminds me a lot of like the console, like war PlayStation versus Xbox, not necessarily right now because you know, gaming, gaming development so expensive where like you really can't afford exclusives, but like back during the PS2 era, PS1 era, I mean like, you had Grand Theft Auto as a timed exclusive. Uh, you know, I mean, even recently, like Rise of the Tomb Raider. Uh, like, it's almost like they're adopting that mentality because it worked on certain platforms before. And it's like, well, maybe it'll work here. Uh, and like Saltiest Gaming says in the chat, shout out to Salty, business is cutthroat. It sure is. You know, it, it completely thro- cutthroat. So... I mean, we'll see how Steam reacts to this. Uh, I mean, they already kind of have with, like, you know, changing the revenue split. But uh, I wonder how gaming is going to look after next week, Jez, because Google has their keynote about how they're going to enter gaming. This is the first time in what? How long? How long has it been since there's been a new entry into uh, the video game, like, console like it's been twenty some odd years since Xbox, right? Yes. And now you have Google, and some people are like, oh, "I don't know what they're doing. Are they doing streaming?" There's like different rumors. Some playing. There's like consoles. I was watching a Spawn Wave video where he said there's supposed to be two consoles, maybe one of them more powerful than the X, and then there's a streaming, obviously with Project Stream. But it seems like, I mean, they recently announced Ubisoft's going to be there. Uh, Id Software is going to be there presumably to actually probably demo doom on a streaming device, which would be a good game to demo it. Right. Um, Jade Raymond, they hired as like a uh, vice president of Google or you know, whatever her title is. Now I remember there was talk that maybe Microsoft had hired her for a new studio, obviously uh, not true. She's now with Google. Phil Harrison, who used to be with both PlayStation and Xbox is with Google and has been there for a couple years building up this whole thing. And then today I saw that like Amy Henning's going to be there to talk about stuff. So how big is this Google stuff, Jez? Like what, what, what's going on? I, well, it does seem like Google's going all out with it. I mean, I've heard like, I've heard some pretty crazy things about what Google's planning. Um, you know, they're planning exclusive content with third party games. I've heard. So like, you know, kind of like what Sony did with Destiny, where it had where Destiny on PlayStation had extra stuff. Potentially, you could be seeing um, third-party games on uh, 
on Google's console with extra stuff that isn't on your PlayStation or your Xbox. So, like, that's... That'd be interesting. Uh, Spawnwave did say <laughs> that uh, Sega is going to be a big partner with Google and that Google's going to have a whole bunch of exclusives from Sega. Man. Well, the thing is, they've got the money to do it, right? Yes, and they like, do. It's pretty much the... Fortnite's basically changed everything. A lot of these companies are basically seeing what Fortnite's achieved across the board and how like it became this mega hit sort of thing and how basically if you don't have your own gaming platform then you can't get away with it and android only goes so far and the the irony about android is that google doesn't make a penny on fortnite for android not a penny because it's not on google play you download it through samsung's launcher or through their website so Google's thinking like, if we want a slice of this gaming pie, really, Android is not the way to go because it's like the most it's the the most easy to pirate platform in the world. If you if you you don't have to pay for a single game on Android if you don't want to, you can just literally download it, install it without any sort of cracks, without any hacks. It's like the most easy platform to pirate for in the world. Not that I would ever do such a thing, but you know, I, I'm just <laughs> aware of it. Um, <clears throat> I hate mobile gaming in general, but. The thing is, like, people just... Mobile gamers are just different. They don't spend... I mean, you get... Sure, you get your whales, you know, your people who do spend tons and tons and tons, but they don't spend consistent high amounts like hardcore gamers do. And, like, if you want that market, then you've got to be a player in the game, you know? You've got to be a player. And you can't do that if you don't have a console. So I think, like, Google's going... They've got the cash, you know? They've got the cash and they've got the cloud. They They can take on Microsoft and Sony. They need, they yeah. I mean, if they they need, kind of need to make a splash, and I'm just I'm really curious uh, to see what they have on offer on Tuesday. Like you know, Ubisoft is partnered. I mean, they did the whole test stream with uh, Odyssey uh, and Project Stream. Is it is it out of the realm of possibility that like Ubisoft partners in some way exclusively with Google, or maybe gives like because because. I don't know because Brad Sams talked about how like Microsoft is going to mandate all these games going forward have to be streamable on xCloud. But like, what if Ubisoft signs an agreement with Google and is like, no, we're with Google. What if EA wants to use their own platform? I mean, the streaming wars, like this could really shake up the industry. I'm, I'm really excited to see what they're doing. And, I mean, I know they don't really have their own exclusive content, at least not yet, but I mean, that could change, right? Are, are we expecting any like studio buyouts on Tuesday for them to say, by the way, we bought X, Y, and Z studio to help make games for us? I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you have to think the whole industry is looking at what Microsoft's doing. And to be fair, Microsoft should have been doing this years ago, buying up, in, buying up companies to prepare for this whole thing. But Microsoft isn't just doing it for fun. They're doing it because they know Google's about to make its play. And, you know, if Google goes even further than Microsoft and buys some seriously big studios and spends some serious money, and they easily could because they've got the cash to do it, um, it, it, it is. It's going to disrupt the industry, you know. And uh, <clears throat> ultimately, some of the smaller players, like um, players who don't have a big cloud platform, namely Sony and Nintendo to some degree, um, they're gonna they're gonna be in trouble if this if this stuff takes off because PlayStation if, now ain't up to scratch. The way if, it is right now. if is the key word because I still yeah, have my oh, doubts. Yeah. I still have my doubts that 
people really want to stream uh you know console quality games on their phones like i think people you know will will test it out maybe do it at work or whatever but like i still have my doubts that that is i know they want it to be the future because everything has gone streaming like every form of media and entertainment that you can think of has all kind of ditched the physical stuff and gone right to digital and right to streaming. So well, you, for me, man, for me, it's like, it has to be console quality because like I say, I've just played Pokemon. I know we joke about this, me playing Pokemon and stuff, but I just played Pokemon black for 60 hours. Right. And that's not, that hasn't eaten into my regular gaming time at all because I've been playing Pokemon black in places where I normally wouldn't be able to play games, like on the sofa downstairs, you know, in the bathroom, you know, in the bath, naked, you know. Sorry, sorry. N- naked? <laughs> you know, just, just on the train, playing it just everywhere, you know. Yeah. You, you, you can only do that with a portable right. device. Well, I got a question for you. Sin Vendetta asked us, uh, Jazz and Rand, will you guys be playing Sekiro that comes out next week? Figured that was a good way to get the super chat in there. Uh, maybe I don't know if I'll be playing it next week. I I don't know. Like I'm I'm not that big of a fan of the Dark Souls stuff, and this is supposed to be Dark Souls, but like way harder. I mean, I'm currently playing Division and a whole bunch of other games, so I'm not sure if I'll have time. What about you, Jez? I suck at Souls games. I'm not patient enough for them, so probably not. I know someone who's dying to play that game. That's Luca. She's in chat. Yeah. Uh, she loves the Dark Souls series. Uh, I'm sure she's ready to play Sekiro. Uh, but yeah, I mean, whew, so, next like, week is going to be big. Those games, people who love those games are going to have a field time, but like uh, field day. But I just like, I don't know. I can't get good, I guess. Yeah. Well, sub ZX, Zed, uh, you brought up an interesting point. Take two isn't getting bought by Sony. It's going to be Google. So I figure uh, we talk about that really quickly. Uh, that whole rumor that happened yesterday, um, I came home, you know, about like three o'clock. I had about 30 DMs. No lie. No lie. 30 <laughs> DMs. My notifications were off the chain. Rand! Rand! Sony's buying take two. They're going to have Grand Theft Auto exclusive. It's over. And I was like, well, I'm like, Grand Theft Auto exclusive to PlayStation 5. Wow. Right? But then I thought, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, this is the same thing that happened last year when Microsoft was rumored to buy Valve, EA, and PUBG. You remember that? I do. And I'm I like, do. wait a minute. Like, are people really believing this? Like, I mean, I'm not saying that Sony's not going to buy anybody because they have in the past and they've said, like, if it's right, they will. But, like, a publisher of the size of Take Two that would cost them $15 billion? Like, uh, I mean, I know Grand Theft Auto's like, absolutely huge but like people were getting carried away like oh my god this is it and then it comes out that it's just like completely made up fabricated stuff and it was just so interesting to see that headline just get passed around everywhere how so quickly just like an unsubstantiated rumor literally became headline news across the gaming industry wouldn't isn't like Take, how much is Take Two worth? Like at least twenty billion, right? Uh, I mean, they did say that the you know the, the share price they'd sell would be like one hundred and thirty-five dollars uh, per share, which would come out to be like some like fifteen billion or something like dollars yeah, cash or something. Uh, it's, I mean, you'd be buying GTA, 
Amazing. Yeah, and NBA 2K, it's like one of like the two biggest franchises they have. But like, I mean, even Phil, when Phil was asked about buying EA, he's like, well, we're also a publisher. They're a publisher. There'd be redundancies, which means we don't really need a lot of their business. And I'm sure Sony's the same way. It's like, they're a publisher. Take-Two's a publisher. A lot of people would lose their jobs. Uh, and the Ravenflow says, yeah. was it really headline headline news or crumb side news? I saw it everywhere. It was literally like, it was on like mainstream media. Yeah. Media and then eventually and the, it came to share price skyrocketed when yeah. that news broke. So it was it, it definitely registered with the mainstream if the yeah. share price was going up. Yeah. So and then eventually it all came out that it was just like just rumors and I think Sony confirmed to somebody cuz I saw Z huge tweeted out that uh they they are not buying Take 2 and it, it was just like wow. Joker says, I only believe Microsoft rumors. Uh, not true. I don't really believe much rumors. Uh, there are some Sony rumors that I do believe, but if you're going to, if you're going to say, are you, are you accusing me? Oh, like Rand doesn't believe in a Sony rumor because they're there. Cause I didn't believe that they were going to buy take two. Are you serious? <laughs> like if the rumor was Sony was going to buy insomniac, I'd be like, yeah, that's, that's very plausible. It could be true. But take two? Get out of here. Jesus. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I mean, I don't know. Half the time, half the time, I'm an Xbox fan, but I'm not a true Xbox fan. And the other times, I'm not even a true Xbox fan. I'm an undercover PlayStation. I'm like, I guess I'm whoever I am to a whole bunch of different people. Sometimes I'm an Xbox fan. Sometimes I'm a fake Xbox fan. Sometimes I'm a PlayStation fanboy. Uh, that's undercover and sometimes i hate playstation uh some of these people they just they just can't nail me down i'm just i guess i'm just like a snake slithering everywhere you know i i, I have no final form or whatever <laughs> undercover pony pony yeah i've been called an under, undercover pony for some t- even in the comment section sometimes i'd be like rand you're always doubting microsoft i mean i don't know sometimes i'm half graph glass full like sometimes it's like I don't know if it's going to work out. I hope it does. Uh, but yeah. So that whole rumor came and went yesterday, which was kind of funny. Uh, but we got a super chat here from Eternal Shaddai. He says, how confident do you feel about Google and their video game streaming to be a success knowing how the big three are already established through the years? That's like saying the Madbox will be successful when it releases. Well, first off... I- Google has a shit ton of money. Madbox has no money. So that's kind of big there. But Jez, go ahead and get your point in and then I'll I'll add on to it. Well, I think like <clears throat> the gaming industry is hard. You know, Microsoft struggled for ages. It was only really on the back of Sony's mistake of the PS3 that Xbox was able to really penetrate into the mainstream like it did. Um, you know, so... <clears throat> So the, the console industry is hard. You know, it's not easy. And like you say, Sony, Nintendo, and Xbox, they all have established IP that people love. So like, but that's the thing. Google can buy its way to that IP. If it ch- chooses the right companies and makes the right moves, it can afford to buy its way into the nostalgia and stuff, the nostalgia factor. Um, but at the same time, Google has a massive history of aggressively pursuing things and then failing google plus is the thing that obviously comes to mind it could be a massive fail and by sure 
by uh, for sure, I don't think it's a, a surefire thing for Google. I don't think like just because they got loads of money, they can make it work. Because look at Google Plus, like Facebook crushed them like an ant beneath their boot, you know. And um, with that said, I don't think PlayStation, Nintendo, and Xbox can afford to be complacent because Google could bring innovation to the market. They could do some cool things that no one else does, and they could be, like I say, buying their way into the ecosystem, you know. Like yeah. Ravenfly is in chat. Microsoft bought Halo from Apple, you know. Microsoft um, bought their way into the industry. Yeah, well, that's how Microsoft always Because did. they felt threatened. They felt threatened by Sony because they felt threatened that Sony was going to eat into their core business, which was Windows at the time, and they felt the PlayStation uh, was going to be uh, an an uh, opposition PC to that for the living room. They thought yeah. it was going to be. A, they thought PlayStation was going to evolve into the PC for the living room, and for some ways it did. You know, you can watch Netflix on your PlayStation, you can web browse on your PlayStation, but the industry evolved so quick that it actually became phones. The, the phones that yeah. became the PC for your living room, funnily enough, and that's where Microsoft bet basically failed. But um, on the flip side. Xbox is a profitable business, and like Phil said, which is a quote I always remember and think about, is when Phil became the head of Xbox, he said he sees um, gaming doing for Microsoft what iTunes did for Apple and being like this sort of gateway to the ecosystem in a way, because it's all about them engagements, you know, the monthly active users and stuff. And that that really resonated with me, um, because Microsoft is has an image problem still to this day. I mean, they're, gla- they're gradually chipping away at it by being like, you know, letting Linux runtimes run on Windows now and, you know, open sourcing things and buying GitHub and now being the biggest contributor to open source in the whole world. And, you know, things like the Xbox adaptive controller and pro- mm-hmm. uh, championing yep. accessibility. The 2019 Microsoft is a lot friendlier than, you know, 2009 or 1999's Microsoft. But they've still got that image problem and even like with gaming, like people hate the Windows Store. PC gamers won't let Microsoft forget games for Windows Live, which was trash. But then Halo Master Chief Collection hitting Steam, I've seen nothing but positive Halo stuff on Reddit for the last like couple of days. Like people oh, yeah. are really excited. Which... And it's because of Steam. You know, it's because Microsoft's being friendly and instead of just trying to trick people over into its failed Microsoft store. They're saying, we, we are the platform holder of Windows. We're going to support the platform and the, the companies that use Windows as a platform to run their business. And that means Steam. Yeah, which we're going to talk about really just shortly. But I want to answer this question. It's like, how confident am I in, in Google? I mean, I'm not that confident, right? Uh, Google has a ton of money. They're going to try to throw their weight around. But also, Google's known to drop pro- projects at a moment's notice when they're not doing well. They may, you know, two years from now, we may hear that, you know, their streaming service didn't get any inroads. It, it's not really doing yeah, well, right, and right. they can drop support. That they're, they're shutting down Google Hangouts, which we're using for this podcast. <laughs> I think, well, not like this, but like something else. But like Google's known to drop projects and not support them at the dime, you know, the drop of a dime. So. I don't think it's it's a sure thing. I guess it depends on what they're offering to the video game uh, community, right? I know people put a lot of emphasis on exclusives. We all do. Exclusives 
exclusives matter, no matter how many people will tell you they don't. I mean, Microsoft didn't just go out and buy seven new studios uh, for just whatever. They bought it because they know having exclusive content for Game Pass is going to matter in the future for the Xbox platform, which is more than just the console. Sony's known that for a while. That's why they invest in these big single-player exclusives. Nintendo's been doing it for years. Like They sell, help sell the platform to the hardcore, and then the hardcore kind of get their casual friends to play. But like, what really drives the industry is like the big multi-platform stuff. So it depends on if Google can offer a way, an easy and cheap way to play those third-party multi-platform games that dominate the industry. Because the casuals, in my opinion, and I could be completely wrong about this, like they don't really have, like, they're not really attached to a brand. They don't care if it's PlayStation or if it's Xbox or Nintendo. They just want to play their games and maybe where their friends are at. And in this scenario of the future where cross-play and cross-progression are a thing and Discord's there, it's like, well, if if Google's offering a solution that saves me money, they might go there instead. So we need to see the full breadth of what Google's going to offer before I can say, well, I'm pretty confident or I think that's going to fail. Like, we need to see, is there consoles? Are they going to have exclusive games? How's all this stuff going to work? What's their pricing structure? Um, but yeah, and uh, thanks for the question, and thanks to Gunstar75 for the super chat as well. That's my kind of thought process on the Google stuff, which is why I'm really interested in seeing how it all unfolds on Tuesday. I'm sure to make a video about that. Um, so, uh, Inside Xbox, Jez. I figure, I figure it's time to get to that, and the big announcement... Uh, we've been kind of, you know, teasing, uh, the whole time. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. So snake says the only platform exclusive don't matter is on Xbox and everybody cheers. Um, I don't know if everybody cheers. I mean, how do I explain this? Um, uh, do we have to, do we have to. No, let's just maybe we'll segue into it later, but I don't know. We'll just get into the Halo stuff or inside PC, as Tweet Platypus says. Yes, that was a, it was a very PC centric approach. I'm I'll be forefront with you, Jess. I'm not a fan of inside Xbox. Um, I never really watch it. To be honest. I don't. I don't watch it either because I just. I think it's boring. I I think the mo- I think the things that they announced during the show can easily be a paragraph in a PR piece and that's it. Which is why every time Inside Xbox comes on, I always just wait for it to be over and read the recap on Xbox Newswire. I also hey, think I, the recap on Windows Central. No, I read it on the Xbox Newswire. I also oh, think a lot yeah. of the jokes are cringy as hell, and they don't really land very well. So hey. the show's not for me. I've just come to accept. I'm a hardcore Xbox fan. I just come to accept that the show ain't for me, right? But I did tune in to watch um, the Halo stuff because I knew it was going to be announced there, right? And wow, Jez, where do we begin with this? Uh, so Halo Master Chief Collection, which comprises of Halo Combat Evolved, 
Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo 4, ODST, making their way to PC. But what really surprised people was that the game's going to be on Steam. And which surprised me when I heard it surprised me. But then you actually go to the Steam page and it says it requires third party account Xbox Live. And then you realize, ah, okay, I see you, Microsoft. I see what you're doing. You know, they're going to get all the PC, they get all this goodwill, right? Halo's back in the limelight, and it's absolutely positive news for the most part. I'm, I'm sure there are some Xbox console players who are pissed off about losing another exclusive going somewhere else because I get tagged in all this stuff all the time. Uh, you know, yeah. people complaining. That's what, block. I'm sure I'm sure those people will be upset. And it, it, it's like I've been saying for a while now, like if you want true exclusives on your Xbox console, uh, that ship sailed. That ship is completely sailed. Uh, there will probably never be another Xbox console exclusive ever. Um, oh, oh, you mean no console exclusive? Yes, but yes. Or do you mean vice X- streaming? No, a game that is only available on the Xbox console and not available on PC oh, or yeah, elsewhere. Yeah. I don't think there'll ever be another Xbox console exclusive, and I I think those days are over. Um. And if that bothers you, uh, I guess get a Nintendo I'll, Switch. I'll 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 I'll, I'll, I'll kind of channel Don Matrick here and say, "There's a console for you. It's called the PlayStation Four Nintendo Switch." I guess I don't really know. Um, but yeah, so let, let's talk about this whole strategy here of them bringing it to Steam. So they get all this great goodwill because, like. I've seen nothing but really positive remarks. Halo's like back in the forefront of, of people's minds again, obviously leading up to the release of Halo Infinite, which is where, uh, you know, I think Microsoft is looking to capitalize on all this. Uh, but to me, it's really great to see the love pour out for Halo. It's my favorite gaming uh, franchise ever. And to see people like, yeah, can't wait to play all these games. Oh, fucking Halo's great. I just like, man, that, that kind of makes me smile, you know? I can't believe, like, the PC Master Race subreddit, which is, like, the most negative subreddit against Microsoft usually, even they were celebrating it. And I was like, wow, this is really a big deal, you know, for, for like, what what Halo is like getting back to that level again, like the sort of mega, mega franchise level that we haven't really seen it be for quite a while. This is what needed to happen. They could never do that as a console exclusive anymore. I think like, it's just the reality of the industry when, when they're competing with free to play games like Fortnite, which are literally everywhere. What do you do? You know, you can't really compete with them anymore. You have to compete with them where they are, and they are everywhere. You know, people aren't going to come to to Xbox, pay five hundred dollars for a console to play a shooter when they can just get Fortnite for free on anything. You know, and it runs on every type of console. I mean, they even bought DX12 to Windows Seven, so DX12 like was like Windows Ten exclusive, and they're like. Yeah, you know what? We can't force people to use Windows 10, so let's bring DX12 runtimes to Windows 7. And Microsoft has just sort of given up on trying to force people onto certain devices. And this has been this has been their um this has been their uh 
their sort of modus operandi now for like quite a while. Ever since like ever since Microsoft appeared on stage at WWDC and said Office is coming to iPad, the very, the first time when they did that, that was just the sign that pretty much everything they have, all their services now, they're going to be on everything because they have to compete with these services which aren't beholden to platforms. Google Google Docs doesn't care about running only on Chromebooks because no one's going to quit Office to run. No one's going to quit Windows to run Google Docs. They'll just use Office. So Google's just like, well, let's just put it everywhere. That's just how the industry works now for some some games. I mean, but that's why Sony's smart in doubling down on the single player the single player sort of cinematic games because nobody else is really doing that. Sony's like basically cornered the market. I mean, how often how often does a game a game on God of War's quality come out as a single player game? It's not often, you know. So, but <laughs> Halo just can't compete with Fortnite. That's that's the truth of it. You know? Right. Well, I mean, I don't know. There, I, I do see some questions in chat. Uh, Lamarcus Doss says Xbox fan, fans think exclusives are anti-consumer. Uh, I think that. I don't think that's true. I mean, I don't. I'm an Xbox fan, and I don't think exclusives are anti-consumer. Uh, what? Me neither. I I just see it as business. I mean, Sony, like they make their own games and they put them on their system. Uh, that's not that's Microsoft makes their own games. They put it on their system where where they want. Like I don't really view exclusives as anti-consumer. Now, I guess you could make the argument that buying an exclusive and like a timed exclusive, like Rise of the Tomb Raider, and have an exclusive to Xbox for a year, you maybe could make the case that's anti-consumer. But like Microsoft, like Sony and Microsoft putting their own games on their own platforms, no, I don't think that's anti-consumer. Uh, DJ Singh wants to know. But doesn't this devalue Xbox as a console, uh, having Halo on PC? Um, I think it does. Yes, I, I. You can't. You can't. You can't really. You can't really downplay the fact that this removes a big reason to get a place to uh, get an Xbox. It does remove a big reason to get an Xbox. If you can get, if you've got like a powerful gaming rig and you're a Halo fan. There's literally no reason f- that you'd want to buy um, a console now because you can just get it on your Xbox, but uh, get it on your PC. And but this is the thing: like, it doesn't really matter the device you use to access the stuff to Microsoft, as long as you're accessing the stuff that they're selling you. You know, it yes. doesn't. It doesn't. It's a weird way of looking at it in a cloud in a cloud oriented world. Why should the hardware matter? Companies that don't care about their hardware, the hardware exclusives, like Google aren't going to care. They ain't going to make their games exclusive to any hardware. They're going to put them on smart TVs. They're going to put them on bloody hell. They'll put them on smartwatches if they can. You know, They'll put it on everything. They ain't going to care. And the thing is, as much as everyone gets all emotional about it and be like, oh, but what about the exclusive of my Xbox? What about exclusive of my Xbox? Google ain't going to care. And because of your emotions... You would rather give Google this massive advantage of not having to be beholden to a specific hardware platform because they'll just put their games on everything and make crazy money. And you'll be asking Microsoft to give up that extra money for your emotions. That ain't how business works, baby. Yeah. Well, first, I got to shout out L. 
Emmanopio. Sorry if I said the name wrong for the super chat. He, he he said this a while back, but since you brought up Google, he says, love the commentary. Does Google really need to be in the game service business? Couldn't they have tried releasing their own games for us to start? Maybe they won't make original content. Uh, we kind of answered a, a lot of stuff already, but well, the truth I mean, is, the truth is, Google already is in the game business with Android. Yes, you know, they sell they sell games on Android. They have a gaming SDK. You can have like Google Play achievements, and like there are social features for gaming, and they do add gaming features to Android with every single update. They technically are in the gaming business, and like if you say, well, oh, mobile gaming isn't real gaming. I mean, that's fine, but the money don't lie. You know, there's a lot of money in that platform ecosystem. And, but as we talked about earlier, Google isn't seeing the return because it doesn't have proper control of Android, sadly for them. Tencent controls Android in China. And then like you get Western developers like Epic Games just refusing to use Google Play. You know, you can you can download Epic on the Samsung Android store, but not the Google Android store because Android, like Windows, is an open platform because of the monopoly they have. So, it's uh, this is this is like for Google, this is the end of the road. You know, they they have to they have to get into the console industry if they want to make any money on this whole service platform. They need to get into it because they they've lost control of their and um, their mobile mm. ecosystem they've lost control of it you know good point so, Jess. i didn't even really think about that I, uh, at all really about how they lost control of it all but uh yeah yeah um but i i do want to kind of expand on your point um about like the console being de- i i felt the consoles i i I felt the Xbox One console itself has been devalued ever since they announced Xbox Play Anywhere. Maybe. Like, I feel like there's... Okay, but do I care? No. It doesn't bother... See, people think like, oh, you saying it's devalued means you care. I don't care. I'm going to be playing on Xbox. I don't care that someone could play the game on the PC. And I don't care if they could potentially play the game on the Switch or whatever. Like. I like playing on an Xbox. That's where I play. But I think in any scenario, if you are make if you're making your games available elsewhere, right? If you can play Quantum Break Two on your PC or Quantum Break Two on your Xbox, by giving people multiple options, it does devalue uh, essentially all of them. But it gives everybody a choice. Like it doesn't really. I think people just. <sighs> They can't wrap their minds around this idea that Microsoft doesn't care if you don't buy it on Xbox and they don't you're not buying a console. Right? I think people still have yet to wrap their their minds fully around that. Microsoft doesn't care if you play the game on PC. They don't care if you play the game on your mobile phone. They don't care if you play the game on your freaking TV through a smart app. They don't care. And I think people don't, they don't, they they can't grasp that concept because it's always just been Xbox console versus PlayStation console versus Nintendo console, right? They literally don't care. If they did care, they wouldn't be doing it. It's not like, it's not like all these people, it's not, you not like you found Phil's loophole. Like, oh, well, I can, I think people need to really grasp that. 
and come to terms with that, that Microsoft doesn't care if you don't buy the console and choose to play the games on the PC. They yeah. just don't care. And But that like, doesn't that's not to say they aren't gonna double down on hardware. No, that's the that's the next point because I saw some other questions like, oh, you're lying, they ain't gonna be selling hardware. I got some if you think Xbox is not gonna be selling hardware for this next generation, I got some bad news for you. Because they definitely are. Yes. I mean, rumored Anaconda, Lockhart, we'll find out about all that eventually. Now, will they always sell console hardware? I don't know. 20 years from now, who knows what the gaming industry looks like? I couldn't tell you. You know? It's just, these things fluctuate. (laughs) But getting back to Halo, because we went off on a huge tangent there. Do you like how this was actually presented with how it's being doled out to the PC crowd, Jez? Because I do, I'm a little iffy on it. Instead of presenting the whole thing as one package, the Halo Master Chief Collection, where you can just get it right away and have access to everything, they're just doing it one at a time. Halo Reach first, then Halo 1, Halo 2, after some time. And they say it's because they want to make sure everything is great. I I can't speak to like how this whole thing works. They are they're probably using Halo to test out some new technology, right? Because you've got Killer Instinct on Steam with Xbox Live right now. I, I don't know if like that's another point we're not really remembering is that there is already a game on Steam with Xbox Live and that's Killer Instinct. And um and is Halo Wars one? CE got Xbox Live? I don't know. But um, they're probably testing out some new technology to make sure all this works, the APIs and SDKs and all that sort of stuff. And they're probably going to... I don't know if Steam is going to fully open itself up to having Xbox Live stuff on its systems or whether this is just a one-off just for Halo. But um, Because the way, the way Steam works right now is that you put you can put your game on Steam and it's your executable, and then you can use the Steamworks SDK to add Steam achievements, Steam uh, modding platform, Steam Workshop stuff, and then and then uh, all the other stuff that Steam offers. You can bake that into your game. But, like, obviously Microsoft has its own SDK as well because it wants you to use Xbox Live and all the systems therein. And um, so it's unclear whether Steam has opened the floodgates to having multiple platform SDKs on its system um, or whether this is just a special deal for Halo because I'm sure there are some devs out there who are probably thinking, hang on a sec how come Microsoft gets to have its platform running on Steam but we, we can't have ours running on Steam so I, I don't know the, the specifics about how all that sort of stuff works but there is going to be no technology at play here and as we saw from Master Chief Collection launching on the Xbox One uh, it was a bit of a mess at launch They've got like multiple engines running multiple different kinds of server technologies all together in one sort of package that have like all different stuff in it. And I presume they've probably got some like new systems to make sure that works properly. And I suppose at the same time, maybe they just want to see how it evolves rather than just dump a whole load of games all at once on, on the community. Um, I mean, there are marketing benefits as well to bumping it in the news every time a new game launches. You know, like uh, Xbox Play Anywhere, 
that, the fact that Xbox Play Anywhere launches games one at a time has basically kept it in the news that, oh, by the way, Xbox has backwards compatibility. Um, not Play Anywhere, backwards compatibility. It's basically kept it in the news that Xbox has backwards compatibility every time they announce a new game. So, like, this way it makes sure Halo is kept in the news every time they add a new game to it. And also it means that there's less development time, I guess, because it means they can get games up as soon as they're ready. So, I don't know. It's hard, you just don't know what the what the truth is or whether they really are just wanting to play it safe or whatever. But I don't think it's a bad thing that they're staggering it chron- chronologically because there'll be lots of people out there who just haven't played Halo before and maybe want the experience of playing one at a time. I don't know. I know, I know if, like... I know I would feel daunted if, like, I don't know, there was a Fire Emblem collection on Nintendo Switch or something, and it was like, you can, you can learn all the Fire Emblem games. You've just got to play all of them back to back. I would find that daunting, personally. I don't know. Rand? Did Rand go? Am I disconnected? Hello. <laughs> oh, dude, Lorenz left me hanging, or or I'm disconnected, or something. Lorenz oh, muted. Lorenz on the phone, or something. Lorenz <laughs> just bailed on me. He got bored and left. Lorenz <laughs> left. Okay, guys, what what should we talk about while we wait for Lorenz to come back? He's probably out to answer the phone or something. I'll take some questions while we wait for Rand. Hopefully he comes back. Yeah, technical difficulties, people. I'm sure Rand's got a good reason to leave me high and dry. Sing a song. Oh, oh God, no. I'll probably start... You want me to sing the Pokemon theme song? I wanna be the very best. <laughs> Hit that dislike button right now. Talk about Brexit. No! <laughs> Borderlands 3. Oh, yeah. We, we were going to talk about Borderlands 3, but um, then Ryan, Ryan bailed on me, so I guess we're not now. Uh, okay. Have we heard about cross-platform play on MCC? Now, that is an interesting question. Um, so, they haven't announced the specifics about Xbox Play Anywhere, about cross-play, about mouse and keyboard for Xbox One and stuff like that. They haven't announced any specifics. And I, I guess they're going to announce those that information maybe at E3 and stuff like that. I don't know. But um, they haven't announced any of that stuff yet, which was um, a bit confusing because I thought, I was like, have they announced this? Have they not announced it? They didn't announce when they were going to announce it either. So I don't know. Jez, should Reach be free for people who bought the backwards compatible version? Uh, it's only $5. And they did do work to upgrade it, right? I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think it should be free? I think $5 is a fair, a fair price to pay just to get the upgraded version. Because they, they don't just like magically upgrade it. Halo Battle Royale, Jez, what do you think about it? I think like Halo is one of the few franchises where Battle Royale makes total sense. Like they've already got the vehicles in there and stuff like that, and they've got really good level designers. Like I'm surprised they're not riding that train. Oh, where did you go? A uh, little accident. Uh, I'm going to be five more minutes, uh, so just take did some you questions. Spill some no, no, no. Just there's something going on here. I need to take care of really, really fast. Oh dear. Okay. Um, 
so while we while we run with Rand's technical difficulties there, we'll uh, take take a few questions. Ask me anything, guys. Come on, Let, let's ask me anything. Do you think God of War, uh, Gears of War? I thought that was God of War. Uh, did you think Gears of War will go to the Epic Store since Epic developed the game and it's running the Unreal Engine? I don't think so. Microsoft wholly owns Gears of War, and um. It would de- it would depend on Microsoft like Epic Games, you know, having the market share. I think Microsoft just feels like, you know what, Epic Games Store doesn't have the market share to warrant our support. And in the same way that you know Fortnite isn't on the Microsoft Store because the Microsoft Store doesn't have many eyeballs on it. The truth is, like we all talk about the Epic Games Store, but like how many people actually actively use it? Really, you know, it it doesn't have any social features in it. It doesn't have a huge library. There can't be that many people looking at it at any one time. So, like, even though it does launch Fortnite or whatever on PC, I doubt that the engagement is at the level it would need to be to get support without money hatting. Um, Jez, what GPU do you have on your PC? I have a GTX 1060, a mobile version. Uh, uh, I've got a Surface Book 2 with GTX 1060 in it, so... I can do 1080p gaming pretty well, but it does struggle a bit with some of the better games. I'm hoping the Surface Book 3 will be announced with RTX this year, so I'll upgrade to the next Surface Book. I haven't got a desktop PC at the moment because I don't have my own place, and if I bought a desktop tower, it would be hard to move it to the new place. But like when I do eventually get my own place, I will buy, I will buy a, a PC. <laughs> And yeah, I play a lot of PC games, you know. I mean, the GTX, 10, GTX 1060 and a Core i7. Um, is it Skylake? I don't think it's Skylake. But, you know, it's it's not a bad PC for gaming. I play, like, a lot of Stellaris and stuff like that. But, like, I play most of my games on Xbox, generally. Sorry about that, Jess. My, my bad. Oh, okay. Welcome back. Uh, so, bro. Not much, man. Um... Yeah, interesting. What happened? Uh, I'll tell you after. Uh, I'll tell you after. Okay. Um. So where were we? What were we talking about? I oh, don't know. Hey. Well, we were talking Halo, about Halo. 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 Do you like the piecemeal approach? Or would you rather have them offer one big package at once? I think the correct way to do it. So let me explain. I understand why they're doing it this way because it essentially gives them five PR uh, attacks. Right? Yeah, that's that's basically what I said in the huge speech. Didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> whereas like you'd only get one because like now you're going to have five different chances of being on the home, home page of Steam, five different, you know, like PR pieces like, oh, get this, get this, get this. But there's also the risk of you give someone Halo Reach and they're like, I don't like Halo Reach. So, you know, I'm waiting for Halo 2, which would be who Isn't knows how long. Reach, though? Isn't it regarded as mm. one of the best ones? I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I mean, I love Reach, but not everybody likes Reach's multiplayer and stuff. So right. I would have preferred to see it like one big collection, but I understand why they did it that way. The other well, thing... Isn't it, isn't it just about development? I mean, maybe they just haven't that. developed it all yet. Well, they, I say that, but I mean, I think that's just their way of explaining... Uh, why it's piecemeal instead of just we're going to have all the work done and it's going to be released in one package. Um, so the other thing, though, is how you're actually going to be 
able to access the content. So on Xbox, the multiplayer is free, but if you want to own the content, you got to buy it, presumably for a cheap price. I think ODST is five bucks. I'm I would guess it's five bucks. But Game Pass subscribers get the whole thing for free, and then on PC, I guess you can just you buy it and you'll get it and the whole thing. There is some people that say that's kind of crappy to Xbox players, making them pay for it. When on the PC, it's free or at least one package, but I don't really agree. Like, you still have to pay for it on the PC, and you got to pay for it on the Xbox. Like, I guess there's maybe Microsoft should have given it to to owners of, of Halo Reach or Halo Master Chief Collection because of how crappy Master Chief Collection was for like a year or two. Uh, but I really don't see an issue paying for Halo Reach if you want to own it forever. Uh, if we it's did like talk bucks. about this, um, some people asked about it, and I think it's like, you know, it's five dollars. You know, I spend that on a cocktail, which you end up pissing away. I think like that they have done work on it, and it's not like it's it's not like they're asking for thirty or something like that. You're getting a whole game for five dollars remastered. I don't know. I don't know. And also, there's the whole thing about um, Game Pass for PC, which is no doubt coming. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, uh, so when do when do we think this is actually coming to PC? When's it going to come to the Windows Store? When's it going to come to Xbox? We think in summertime. We think in the fall. Uh, I think I might. I think like the summer is rattling around the back of my head. Like someone might have told me summer at some point. So, like when you said that, my immediate reaction response was to say summer. Like I knew, I don't. I don't think I know, but I think I might have heard that at some point that it was coming for the summer. Yeah, I feel like summer. <clears throat> I just wonder if they'll be able to get all of them out this year. Um, mm-hmm. presumably up to the launch of Halo Infinite, because that's like that's the payoff. You know, you're going to make a whole bunch of money on Halo Master Chief coming to Steam. Uh, you're going to get your monthly active users are going to shoot up because you can require everybody to log into Xbox live. And then maybe those people really get back into halo. And the only way to play halo infinite is on the windows 10 store and Xbox console. I, I don't think that Microsoft would do that. You I don't think, I, I, well, it's hard to say, right? Cause like on the one hand, They've been working on Halo for a long time now. So, like, switching it over to Steam. Because um, Steam Steam and Windows Store have, like, different delivery mechanisms. At least right now they do. However, in the near future, as we've seen from State of Decay 1, Microsoft has worked out a way of making a Steam version of a game easy to port to the Microsoft Store. So it depends how they develop Halo Infinite, right? I think, like, making a Steam version first and then porting that to Xbox and Windows Store probably isn't how they do it. But at the same time, they've basically thrown their lot in with the Steam community now. And I don't think they want to piss people off by doing a bait and switch on them. I mean, I, I can see like, that. To, to, to put it on the Windows Store, Halo Infinite's not coming out for a couple of years at least, right? We both agree on that. And uh, Yeah, end of 2020. 
So by then, you would hope that the upgrades to the Microsoft Store and as a sort of launch vehicle for games has been done. So maybe they can get away with it if the store and the Xbox app isn't so terrible. But right now, it is. I hate using the Xbox app, and I hate using the Microsoft Store because they're both awful. I'm sorry if anyone from Microsoft is listening to this show, and probably aren't because you have better things to do. But they're terrible, and you need to fix them. Yeah, you say uh, that, but they were awful. listening last episode. That is true. But oh well. <laughs> they're always listening, Jez. You know this. I, ha- I, I hate I hate those apps, man. I was using the Xbox app today to make a party. I was trying to right click to get someone into the party, and it was so so slow man like why is it okay for it to be so damn slow you know and i get they want to use uwp and i want to support their own ecosystem but it's garbage man build it on electron or something build it on anything make a web app for god's sake sorry i'm really mad i know i I can tell you're mad but and i think i'm gonna make a video about this about are all Xbox exclusives or future Xbox exclusives, and I use exclusives in quotes, going to Steam? <sighs> because I, you... I, I want to say, I, I think they are, man. Okay, I yeah, think... well, I think that's a good video topic. I will say, though, that Halo Infinite is currently announced as a Xbox One and Windows 10 exclusive. As of right now, on the Xbox.com website, and during their conference mm. was announced as a windows 10 and xbox one exclusive what i don't understand right is why people like xbox fans seem to accept games hitting the windows store but they don't like it hitting steam like why does it really matter i that is a very strange one uh to me indeed like shout out to kid smooth who uh good friend i love watching his videos Dude makes me laugh. He's very entertaining. You guys should check out his channel. He doesn't mind if the game is on Windows 10 because he thinks it's part of the Xbox or Microsoft ecosystem. But Steam is outside of that. And he got upset about what? that. And I've seen other people that got upset about that. And I I I don't Do you want, do you want to know the truth? Do you want to know the truth? Sure. Steam isn't out of the Microsoft ecosystem. Because it's part of Windows, and no, 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 wait, wait, let me finish. My Windows has never had legitimate competition, and we all just think of it as this sort of thing that's there. But Google is creating competition for Windows now, and Steam is an exclusive platform for Windows. You can't get Steam yet on your phone. Maybe you can in the future. And yes, you can get Steam Link, blah, blah, blah. But you still need a Windows PC to power it. You know. So, honestly, I don't see it as outside of the Windows ecosystem. Because you need a Windows PC to run it. And until you can get Steam on Android or Chrome OS, I'm going to continue to see it as part of the Microsoft ecosystem. Um, <sighs> sorry, bro. Rude I mean, you can, man. you can view it any way you want, but it's not. And it's it doesn't not on really... iPad. It's not on Chrome OS. It's not on platforms that compete with Windows, and which is the whole reason why Microsoft's putting Halo on Steam. Well, Halo it's Infinite will Halo Infinite will soon be on iOS by streaming. In yeah, 
I'm just saying, I don't, does it really matter if it's on Steam or like the Windows 10 store? It's PC. To me, it's just the same thing. One's just, <laughs> one is if Microsoft gets all the money and the other one, Microsoft has to give up a 30% cut. Yeah, but they get, they get tons more sales. So as a result, it ends up being more money anyway. I, 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 I don't know. Like I, I'm, I am with you. Uh, like how I don't see how someone could be like, okay with it being on the Microsoft store, but then being upset that it's on steam. But then I, I don't, it, that doesn't, it doesn't bother me where halo is like, as long as I can play halo where I want to play halo, which is on Xbox, I'm good. I don't care. I don't care if somebody else is playing it somewhere else. It doesn't matter to me. How would you feel if Halo was on Ouya? That'd be fine. Is, am I still? Do I still have Halo on Xbox? No, it's an Ouya exclusive now. Oh, it's an Ouya exclusive. Uh, <laughs> no, either way, I, I don't know. What if What if Splinter Cell was an Ouya exclusive? Oh my how god! Don't don't about, do this to me, Jazz. How would you feel about Splinter Cell being an Ouya exclusive or so, a mobile game? <laughs> so L. <laughs> El Imanapio, he wants to know, guys, should Game Pass for PC live in the Microsoft Store or be its own app on PC? Well, I mean, I think it'll be a part of the Windows 10 PC Store. Uh, are you saying should it be like an also on Steam? Um, I'm not really sure um, what what you mean by that, but I mean, I think it'll just be part of the windows 10 store i don't know jazz 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 is playing with my with my heart talking about splinter cell watch splinter cell be a uh that's the announcement from ubisoft jazz splinter oh cell google <laughs> exclusive i would love it man i just would just hate hurt. you forever i would hate you, you. <laughs> i would I, hate you for all time I, I don't really care about splinter cell at all. i do i care so, about splinter cell. Splinter cell was exclusive to google i would just be happy because it would hurt you you're so mean, dude. <laughs> nah, I'm joking. I, I would be I would be sad for you, but also maybe laugh a bit. I'd right. probably bring it up on every podcast and be like, So Rand, you're gonna get that Google console something? <laughs> Alright, so Xbox Live coming to um well Android and uh, iOS, but weirdly, even though it mentioned Nintendo Switch in the original GDC listing uh, not coming to Switch, Jazz? What's going on with all this stuff? And that was so weird. So, okay, I was in a briefing with Kareem Chowdhury and Julia White, who Kareem Chowdhury runs Microsoft's cloud uh, business for Xbox, and Julia White's VP for Windows Azure, uh, Microsoft Azure, isn't it, isn't it now? Or Windows Azure? I don't know. She's VP for Azure, basically. And um, uh, they were announcing GameStack, which is a new... It's sort of a product that brings together all of Microsoft's game online game development tools and, and stuff like Havoc and Simply Gone in, into one sort of package, kind of like Office 365, but for running live games. So like Rainbow Six Siege uses uh, Azure and PlayFab to run its systems. And uh, that's I think that's probably the biggest game that uses PlayFab right now. But they announced that game stack thing, which is really for game devs. And they also announced... Android and iOS SDK for Xbox Live. And for people who've been wondering what that means, uh, some people have asked me on Twitter, does that mean Xbox games are coming to Android? No, it doesn't mean like you're suddenly going to get console games on an Android phone. 
um, what it means is developers can now put Xbox sign-in achievements, cloud saves, messaging, party systems, and all that stuff. They can now put that in an Android game. Like, basically how Age of Empires Castle Siege worked on mobile phones, how Minecraft works on phones. Like, you get Minecraft on your phone, it has... Um, it has uh, Xbox Live, and you have to sign in, and you get your achievements, and you get Minecraft Realms, and all that stuff. So that's all it means. It means devs can use Xbox Live on phones. And it's funny, you know, around because like, <laughs> Mikey Barra probably hate me for this, but I I tweeted Mikey Barra like a couple of years ago, and said, "How come third-party devs can't use the Xbox Live SDK on Android and iOS?" And he said, "They can, can't they?" And I said, "No." Only only Microsoft games have Xbox Live. Because like at the time the Xbox Live SDK was exclusive to the Windows platforms, Windows Phone and um and PC and Xbox obviously. So two years later and here we are, we've got it finally for Android. Because it makes no sense for them to not have it. But I, I said to um I said to Kareem Chowdhury, I said why would an Android developer want to bother putting Xbox Live on its games when they couldn't even be bothered to put it on Windows Phone games? Because, mm-hmm. like, no Windows Phone games had it because it was a pain to work with. Well, that's, that's, that's the thing I read in your article, and I had the same thought. Is like, are a lot of developers even going to bother using this? Yeah, like, there is literally no real benefits for them to use it because if they're making an Android game for Google Play, Google offers the same suite of tools that offer achievements and single sign-on and stuff like that, but it's, like, baked into the Android SDK, and it's like, why would a game... What benefit is there for game developers who want to use that? And he couldn't give me an answer, to be honest. He just said, we think it's good value for devs and stuff like that. You know, he just gave me a sort of canned answer. Because, you know, as someone who's been covering Microsoft for years now and who's been through the whole why aren't devs using Xbox for Windows Phone games fiasco, I know that devs aren't going to use this because it's it doesn't really add much value, you know. Yeah. So it was it's a bit it was a bit of a now why it was interesting before was because we thought it was coming to Nintendo Switch, and because we thought it was coming to Nintendo Switch because Microsoft's own GDC listing said it was coming to Switch, but then they deleted it. Um, we all thought that, oh, this means Ori is going to come to Switch with Xbox Live and Cuphead and, and the, you know, the sort of indie-ish ex- Microsoft published games that make sense, you know. Like, Ashen, Ashen could hit Nintendo Switch so, with Xbox. Maybe. So what's the story here? Was it a premature announcement? Was it, is, is it delayed? Is it like one of those things where the deal wasn't finalized in time, so he can't really talk about it yet? Like, was there Reggie him retiring with the death row roadblock and everything like because i i don't know i i asked kareem i said so I, I literally said to him i said so what's the timing on the nintendo switch part because for me it was like they said it was coming to switch on their own system so i just assumed that it was and they were like oh we have nothing to announce at this time for any other platforms just that it's coming to android and ios so it was kind of like wait, so basically what? you might be able to get a thousand gamer score in candy crush Yes, maybe depending on if people actually use it. Well, I, that's uh, that's another question I said. So, can you name some big third-party devs that are going to use this system? And he said, at this time, no, um, hmm. can't speak about our, our deals with partners, and we don't have anything to announce at this time. Paraphrasing—that's not a direct quote. Um, 
I can put the direct quote in my article, I guess, but um yeah, there's there's no no announced game devs that are gonna use it. There's like a handful of Windows 10 mobile games that use it. Like I think some of the game loft games use it, very few of them do. The touch games. Um Microsoft's own games use it, like Age of Empires Castle Siege, which actually got shut down recently. And you've got things like Solitaire, which uses it. Minecraft uses it, obviously. Gears Pop will use it. But beyond that, I don't really see anyone using it. So I, this isn't really a big deal anymore. It was a big deal when it was announced for Switch, but announced for Android, I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah, but the bigger I thought the bigger news out of all this was the uh, the game... The game stack, Microsoft Game Stack announcement, where they're like bundling all their potential yeah, uh, services into one thing. That seems to be like a bigger thing than just Xbox Live coming to iOS and Android. But the thing uh, is, there's, there's nothing new there either. Actually, all the stuff, all the stuff that is bundled into Game Stack, that was just part of Azure and, and Game PlayFab before. So, like, all it does is like let developers buy it all as a big bundle. So no. like, and there are there are a few new things like PlayFab matchmaking and and PlayFab modding platform and stuff like that. But again, it's like I don't know. There's so not what you're saying things. is that my buddy Zdox from the Reset Era Discord, he said this was big news, and what you're saying is that he's wrong, and it's really not well, news at all. It's cool, and Z- Zedox is a is a cool guy, by the way. Shout out to him. But he's a game he's a game dev, and he loves Microsoft, so of course he's gonna think it's cool. But like for for devs who like they aren't already on PlayFab and that stuff, I don't think they're gonna care about it that much. And Microsoft has to like Microsoft has to prove it, you know, first. And they did they did name call Rainbow Six Siege in the presentation, as I said. Rainbow Six Siege uses Azure and PlayFab for it to host its online systems. Um, but no other Ubisoft games do, weirdly. So to me, that's kind of like, well, if it's so great, why doesn't Ubisoft port all of its games to PlayFab and Azure? You know, I think like yeah. they need they need some more case studies and you know, and be like, oh well, today we're announcing five new partners for uh game stack and stuff like that. I mean, it's early days yet. It's it's basically Office 365 for game devs, and it has a suite of tools for game devs to make online games or offline games or whatever they want. But for for the end user, there's nothing there's nothing that you need to worry about basically. All right, so I see a question here that I have to answer, and it's from a user named Sam. Now Sam says, "Hi, I was curious about your thoughts on the whole Yakuza incident." Very, very interested to hear your opinions. Yakuza. Have you heard anything about this, Jazz? The Yakuza incident? Oh, hang on. Wasn't this like someone was done for cocaine? Yeah. So one of the uh, actors or one of the characters <laughs> or voices one of the characters in y- the, well, Judgment, which is a Yakuza spinoff. So he got caught like doing cocaine or saying he, like, he got pulled over. He got, I like, He's like high on cocaine or whatever. And because of it, Sega decided to pull all the retail versions of the game off the shelves. They removed the digital version off of a, you know, PlayStation network, I believe in Japan. And they've like deleted all the tweets about the game, promoting it. And there's talk that possibly, um, 
judgment won't be coming to the West that they might just cancel the game and not even have it come out here because of that. Just because of that. Just because of that. That is so weird. I mean, actors get done for things all the time. And they're they're removing. So this guy also did a voice in kingdom hearts three. They're removing that dude's voice going back into kingdom hearts three and removing that dude's voice in Kingdom Hearts 3 in Japan because of it. Well, I think drug use oh. is like a serious thing in Japan, though. Yeah, it's drug... Yeah. It or, sounds like, like, I, don't, I don't know much about Japanese culture. Is, is, are drugs really taboo there? I can't see them doing that in the West because like, pretty much the entire middle class in the West is on cocaine. But seriously, I think that's a dumb reason to cancel a game. I mean, I completely agree with you. Like, so what? The one guy who does the voice, you know, he likes to, you know, do some coke uh, when he's not, uh, you know, doing the, like, come on. That seems like a very dumb reason to uh, to cancel the game or, or shelve it or what, whatever. Um, like, so shady in the chat says, coke is not viewed the same in Japan. It is serious there. It's a culture thing, which is, he says, right. it's very taboo, which, uh, which is probably the reason for this. It's... Uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. One actor gets caught with it. Next thing you know, game could be canceled. I know my my, my buddy Love Boat Gopher. It screws over it screws over everyone else who worked on the game. Yeah, my my buddy Love Boat Gopher, who's really into the Accusa series, right? He he was shedding tears about this. He was crying in in party chat the other night. Like he couldn't believe this was happening. You know, he loves his Yakuza games. He loves, loves his Japanese culture. He loves his anime and his... Does he like Pokemon? Uh, Does he like Pokemon? I'm not sure. He likes anime. He likes, like, you know, One Piece and Dragon Ball. And... Love Boat. Do you like, do you like Pokemon? <laughs> and I'm saying the, 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 the anime is that I know he doesn't like uh, on purpose. But, you know, yeah, he... he, he uh. He likes the kawaii cute cute animes, right? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, maybe he, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I'm sure there's there. I they sometimes I'll get in a party. It'll be him. It'll be magic, and it'll be Sam. And they're just talking about anime that just goes over my head. And I just, I just want to end it all. I just want to end it all. <laughs> just listening to this talk. Oh my god! Did you see Naruto do that to Yakuza son in episode fifty fifth? Like, oh my god! It's oh my god! When when like people talk about Pokemon or anime, Rand starts to sound like an old man. Like, get off my lawn, you crazy kids! Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I just sit there and then and then they'll apologize. Oh, we're sorry, Rand. I'm like, yeah, I'm about to about to die over here talking about all this anime nonsense. You know, I bet you'd like anime if you gave it a chance. I'll rec- I'll recommend you some after this. The only anime I think I ever saw was Vampire Hunter D, and I mean I did watch Dragon Ball back in the day with my brother, but other than that, like I don't think I've I've never watched like any true, uh, any true like you know anime or whatever. So that was a true anime. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess it's supposed to be popular anime, but yeah, I know. Gopher has been waiting for me all day. He wanted me to make a video about it, but I said we talk about it in the podcast uh, <laughs> about the Yakuza thing because it deeply, deeply affected him. But um, there's one last topic I kind of wanted to talk about, and that was the xCloud demo from Inside Xbox. And the reception it kind of got received, people were like, this seems very fake. 
like her exaggerated movements seems like either there's a lot of latency in it or it was like a pre-recorded demo. Now I think the whole pre-recorded demo thing is stupid. And I was going back and forth with shady on this on Twitter because shady was convinced that it was fake. And I'm like, just watch her fingers. When she presses left trigger to brake, the car light lights up. The brake lights up on the back. It's a one-to-one match. I just don't think she'd be out there to give an interview while playing Forza Horizon, a game which she admittedly doesn't really know how to play and plays badly. Also remembering when she's supposed to turn and hit the brakes and all that stuff. So it's like, that seems way too complicated. Why not just do it? actually live there but people saw that exaggerated thumb movement and how it was on the screen and it and people were like well wait a minute this doesn't really look real it looks like there's a lot of latency so in my opinion i think it was a completely 100 real demo it looks like how actually forza plays if you actually do that stuff someone actually posted a video on the reset era form doing exactly what she was doing and the car doesn't move that much i just think the thing is right microsoft can't get away with lying because they are the leakiest company on earth. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a fake demo. It was real. But like, it's like you say, if you're just messing around for like a quick live demo while playing, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't the best way to showcase That's it. I, 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 I haven't thing. seen it. I haven't seen it, so I can't really fully comment. But I know it's not fake. No, Lamar- so Lamarcus says, this is why we clown you Xbox guys. That shit was clearly fake. Nuh-uh. 100% real. Now, I'm not saying it was good. I'm not saying there was no latency, but that stuff was real as real gets. Now, I think I think maybe they used the wrong game to actually demo that with, and she didn't really know how to play it, which is, once again, why would you do that? Why don't you get a game that someone knows how to play and actually film it under ideal circumstances? You know? I like Google's going to get out there, presumably, with its software and, and stream Doom, and it's going to be... It's just going to be, I would think you would think a great presentation. And I, I look at, you know what I honestly thought about that whole presentation, Jez? That Microsoft only did it because GDC and the Google thing is next week. That it was their one last chance to get people to remind people that they have a streaming platform too. You know what I mean? That's the only thing I can think of because it was presented in such a bad manner that here you have people talking about whether or not it was real or whether or not she was just a bad player, whether or not there was huge latency. Like there shouldn't be any questions when you demoed this for some, for, 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 you know? Yeah, I completely agree. Like it's new tech. People don't believe it. Google's going to nail it, nail its presentation. Microsoft can't afford to have had a bad presentation there. And like, this isn't anything against, you know, Julia and stuff. It was like, it was they they put her in that situation. It's not Julia's fault. They put her in that situation. So anyone who's like anyone who's pitchforking Julia, and I can see people doing it on Twitter and stuff, you're a scumbag, and I hate you. Um, I, I'm, I'm not that. saying it's her fault. I mean, like not everybody. No, I'm just saying, like there, there are people who are, who are attacking her. I know, but I mean, but it's not her fault. It's yeah, Mark she, 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 she doesn't really play Forza. If someone doesn't really know how to play Forza, so like you put her to present, so you, you have her play a game that she normally wouldn't play, while also talking to Kareem, answering questions about this game while a live demo. It's not the best like situation for that. No, and it's I, awful. Do, I think someone... Microsoft could do. 
I think Microsoft should and could do better presenting how xCloud wor- works in a, in, a, in a better setting with the game that probably shows it off with someone that I'm, I don't want to say like Julie, like, I mean, she admitted that she didn't like, there's just better circumstances and better parameters. You can, you can make it. So it was like a really good demo. This is the kind of the same thing I had with when they originally, the, the second time they showed off crackdown three during uh comic-con where they had these people who'd really never played crackdown before. And they didn't really know how to play, and it just made Crackdown look bad. You don't. You, you only have a few opportunities for first impressions, and XCloud is a new thing. It's new tech. They had that one, uh, you know, YouTube video they made introducing you to it, and here's the first live demo, and it raises more questions than it answers. And I just, I, I kind of feel like they only did it because Google's presentations next week. Are you saying they? Uh... They crackdowned it. Yeah, I, I on it. I think they could do a much much better presentation for that than yep. than what they did. Yep. And the worst is like I keep hearing about how good it is from like you know random people I know at Microsoft who've, who've used it. You know, it's it's supposedly the latency on Bluetooth. The latency on your Bluetooth controller will be higher than the latency of connecting to the server if you're in the right place. Um, and stuff like that. I keep hearing about how good it is and how futuristic it is and all that sort of stuff. And I, wa- I really want to hold my expectations in check because, again, it's unproven technology and you don't want to like oversell something. Um, yeah. But they, they need to be white hot about how they present this because Google could crush them and it could be Android all over again. You know, Android, Android crushed Microsoft's mobile, app, uh, mobile dreams and you've got Chrome OS crushing Microsoft in the education sector. Microsoft can't afford to lose this to Google. And right. they can't afford to be screwing it up with weak presentations like this. Well, yeah, ZX says Killer Instinct would have been the perfect game to show it off with using a fighting game player. And I 100% agree, because you could see the movements with the controller combined with the face buttons to see when the attacks would go off. That Yeah, that would be the perfect game. You could judge it. And I think they just chose Forza because it was, you know, it's like the the last great exclusive. It looks really great. Oh my God, Forza Horizon, f- you know, four on the phone. Oh, um, right. Yeah, I think there's better games that you could have shown yeah, off the demo with. Killer, Inst- Killer Instinct actually is perfect because they could have just put it in auto combo mode and yeah. like just like shown the movements and like if you can't like press the buttons really accurately on the touch screen. So Miggy1483 like, says uh, it will live or die by how it's received in beta. This demo won't mean shot in the long run. I mean, that's true. You're right. I mean, it is just, I just feel like you should always try to present your yeah. product in the best way possible every time. Well, put it this way, right? If Google's, if Google, if Google's presentation is a home run, all, this, all of a sudden, all the mainstream media will be like, okay, what, what's our most closest comparison to that? And they'll all go back to that Julia that Julia demo, you know. And they'll be like, "Oh, are we comparing it to this now, you know." And then whoever whoever Microsoft agreed that that was a good thing to do to 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 show off the tech, I think like they'll they'll haunt them, you know, if they don't come up with something better. And to be fair, they could easily do another event. Oh, to, of course, I'm sure they will. Up. Yeah. And then there'll be the public demos, the public trials of it, uh, eventually whenever that comes out and whenever it does fully launch. Are you starting to think that 
xCloud won't fully launch, and I mean fully, like out of beta, out of public testing until 2020, 2021? I, I think like it'll, it'll hit America in 2020, and then the rest of us non-American peasants will have to wait even longer for it. Because if there's one thing Microsoft sucks at, it's global service launches. Like, America is always its party, because obviously... And then, like, maybe other English language regions might get it next. But this has to be, like, rolled out into all the different server server farms they've got around the world. And they've got 54 now, I want to say. They've just opened some in Africa, making them the, the first global cloud provider to have African data center. And, um, you know, they're, they're, they're really well positioned to get this right with all their data centers. Where they'll fail is, is in mis judging google and i think sometimes microsoft's super complacent about google sometimes like they were they, they were laughing at chrome os and now it's it's killing them in some some markets i mean balmer Balm, i mean i know it's not 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 google but i mean balmer laughs at the iphone yeah exactly they, I mean, they are, even even now i think microsoft is complacent about what google could do to them and how disruptive Google could potentially be. I think they're super complacent about it. And I think if anything kills xCloud, it's going to be Microsoft's complacency more than anything. Well, if anything kills xCloud, it'll be if it doesn't really work well. And if internet speeds and data caps don't rise to meet it, and if Xbox really doesn't have really good content for people to actually use on, you know, like... Well, or- that's the thing. I believe, I believe they'll get the tech right, and I believe it'll work. I just believe, like, if, if Google matches them on tech... Google will probably beat them on delivery. It'll be like, it'll be a globe for Google. Like for just for example, Google, if Google and Microsoft's tech is identical, Microsoft will screw up in ways like, Oh, by the way, this is available in America. Now they'll be available in the UK in six months, available in Australia in another six months. And then Google will just be like, Oh, by the way, it's available globally instantly because Google, Google takes Mm. its role as a global company more seriously than Microsoft does. I'm getting I'm getting flashbacks to tier one and tier two countries for the Xbox one launch. Exactly. When it only launched in 13 countries and then launched later. Even now you don't get surfaces on a global launch. You sure as hell get pixel phones as a global launch. Microsoft sucks at being a global company. They suck at it. And the thing is this, the whole point of a cloud service is that it's global because you can send it over the internet. And the thing, um, for Microsoft to brag about the size of its cloud, it's only, it only matters if you're using it. And Google yeah. are gonna Google could beat them on distribution and be at more markets faster and become the way you stream those games. They could get it; they'll get it onto TVs faster. They'll cut the deals where they need to be cut better than Microsoft, because that's the sort of stuff Microsoft sucks at. They, they they're like, um, what's that analogy? Have you seen The Dark Knight? Of course I've seen The Dark Knight. Okay, well, there's this, scene, there's this one scene where Joker says, I'm like a dog chasing cars. Like, when I, when I get there, I have no idea what to do with it. That's just like Microsoft. They, they get all this cool tech, and they work really hard to make all these cool tech and all these cool systems, and they don't nail the execution because they don't know, how to, they don't know what to do with it. They don't know how to communicate with people, and they don't know how to do global distribution. And that's that's, that's just been a fact of microsoft since i've been covering them you know so i i really do think if if microsoft screws up with google uh, gets screwed by google in this it'll be it'll be because of the details you know 
It'll be yeah. because of that stuff. It won't be because the tech sucks. And I hope I'm that, wrong, but I don't know. And with that, we're going to end the show <laughs> and open up the floor to some questions, even though Jez got a whole bunch of questions earlier. So hit us up with any questions. And uh, I know we had like 350 people watching earlier. We only have 133 likes. So it's the end of the show. If you really enjoyed the podcast, enjoy me and Jez's banter here discussion make sure you uh leave a like as it does help out the show actually quite tremendously that can never be understated likes mean a ton the more the better so um yeah so let's uh let's let's see some questions and uh we'll answer them and then we'll get out of here i know it's a little bit late for jez um <laughs> hell, hell march says 10 out of 10 banter yeah the banter is really good I know. Shil Shady says, "Have you seen the Dark Knight lull to Rand of all people?" I know. I'm only like the biggest Batman fan there is, right? Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, so Did Joe Taylor. <laughs> so Joe Taylor says, "Rand and Jez, with Jade Raymond joining Google and Amy Henning being at their GDC conference, how important is it for Microsoft to get someone like Glenn Schofield as studio head and have them open a new studio?" Well, I suppose this comes. This boils down to just basic investment, you know. I mean, if Google if Google's putting out the big bucks to get like big names like Jade Raymond on board, you know, and she pretty much like she helped grow Ubisoft into what it is now in some ways. Um, Microsoft needs to match that, and Microsoft's been really diligent about buying like some really great, what I probably would call double A studios for the most part, with the exception of like Playground, but um, you know. I mean, we've talked about this before, Ryan. Like, then, then none of them are really huge heavy hitters. Like, even Obsidian. Like, yes, people have people have really fond memories of of Obsidian, but what have they done for us lately? You know, I mean, they I wouldn't classify them right. any as like super big. Like, they're not Insomniac, right? Yeah. Insomniac would have been a huge hitter. I mean, they're no, I mean, they're good studios, but I mean, we don't know if Amy Henning's joining or if she's just there to talk. We don't really know what like james raymond's doing uh i mean i would love glenn Schofield to have his own studio at xbox he's he's been a part of visceral which is dead space uh he's done a lot of good stuff i mean i think i mean they just they're building the initiative right which is going to take some time and and they did put out their recruitment video jazz and there is some concerns how they mentioned in the video that they're going to remain small and agile and people yeah. think that means that they're going that means they're going to make some small game and not some big triple a experience i mean Um, in their in their very old recruitment articles they they describe themselves as quadruple a so that's that expectation is quite high so do you think the small and agile thing is this mainly for like the pre-production where they can get the culture of the studio right they can kind of you know flow like water and then eventually when they go into full production they can really kind of beef up or are you looking at the initiative as making, you know, they're just going to, it's not going to be a Gears type of game or a Halo type of game where you have uh, that kind of experience. I mean, what's your read on that? What do you think? Well, actually, I've been talking to someone about this recently, like a pretty prominent developer who I was talking to, um, you know, here and there about that, about the whole thing. And he was he was basically saying to me, Santa Monica has this sort of uh, a different kind of cult. The, the whole reason, the the fact they're based in Santa Monica isn't isn't a 
surprise or it's it's not like random it's like strategic because santa monica has like a very large contract developer community where like you can scale up and scale down pretty rapidly by getting contractors in because like for example you don't need to have concept artists throughout the whole way through production for example you can just sort of like they can do their job and then move on to a different studio move on to a different game and <clears throat> sort of work that way and that's that's why some of the santa monica studios are so successful as they are because they do have this sort of this sort of more agile culture so it might have been they might have been referring to agility in that context because that's how things work there apparently in the dev community i don't know for sure i could be wrong or have misinterpreted what i was told but <clears throat> um I think we ultimately just need to wait and see. It's it's impossible to speculate on what they'll make, but I think the best policy with Xbox Game Studios in general right now is to take a wait and see approach. I mean, that's the safest thing, right? Yeah. Well, Shady wants to know define quadruple A. Small amount of talent can create incredible things. Well, I think Microsoft defines those as budgets. Quadruple A, triple A, double A, single A are just like the budget of the game and this right is now how microsoft yeah. kind of looks at it like that so a quadruple a game would probably be halo or something something that requires a lot of money that's how microsoft yeah uh, looks at it uh gunstar says do you think microsoft have any big purchases planned minecraft level on a minecraft Ooh. level probably not minecraft was two billion right yeah yes i think so right around there what 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 is worth what now is independent and worth about two billion independent and worth two billion i mean that's a good point what is independent and worth that amount of money is PUBG, PUBG is not independent is it anymore mm, i don't think so. mm, i think they have invest in like there is like investments from other companies but Tencent, right yeah that's a good uh, question um okay. i would say no i do think they'll have more studio purchases but like a oh, big purchase <laughs> i don't I, I don't really see it happening um yeah i i like i would love to see microsoft get really serious and buy like a big big franchise or a big publisher or a big company but you know at the same time it's like they say if they buy a publisher people are going to lose their jobs because they're not they're not going to need the publisher's finance department and administration and stuff like that which is like why the there were so many blizzard layoffs recently because like they're winding down marketing and, and f- bringing their blizzards they basically absorb blizzard now so like blizzards all blizzards finance stuff has been bought into in-house at activision and stuff like that so all of them got laid off i mean the marketing in-house so a lot of the marketing people got laid off and on all that sort of stuff um and that's what happens if you buy a publisher like you just you just end up at a point where you don't need the overhead so um i don't know i think microsoft i think microsoft might buy a game again one day like minecraft's sort of level but it would really have to make sense for them like minecraft has become this sort of just completely different from what it was what it was when it was purchased it's now it's beyond the game now it's more like a platform you know there's, there's they run education platform through it developer tools through it they use it as like a canary game for testing all sorts of stuff like xbox live sdk and stuff like that minecraft has proven itself proven its value like multiple times over 
as as a platform for Microsoft. So like I think like a game that is a platform would probably make most sense for Microsoft, but I can't really think of any that are like that out there right now that aren't already owned. Yeah, I, I can't think of any. I, I think they'll make a couple studio purchases, but a, a big, big thing, I don't think so. Um, LaMarcus, <laughs> Rand, why do people underestimate Sony, even though they have taken on 3DO, Nintendo, Sega, Microsoft, and beat them all? Why, Rand, why? I don't think anybody underestimates Sony. I certainly Sony? don't. Do I mean, who's underestimating Sony? They are the market leader. Uh, what? I don't know. I, I think people often downplay Sony and their talk. That people often say, like, because Sony isn't this like massive corporation with huge quarterly income, that they, because like that's one of the things I always say is that Microsoft doesn't see Sony as competition. They they see Google and Apple as their competition. Maybe even not Apple these days, but like they look at Tencent and they look at Google and Amazon as cl- as cloud providers and see them. As an entity, Microsoft doesn't really view Sony's competition, but in the console space where Sony's where Sony's core business lies, they are utterly dominant. So I don't know. I think underestim- underestimating Sony as a as a global company that can compete with Google and Amazon in terms of cloud services and stuff like that, I think like Sony has a lot to prove in that space. Like PlayStation now is garbage. I yeah, but I, I, I think his, I think he really meant to say PlayStation, not necessarily Sony. Why do people underestimate PlayStation? Right? I uh, I don't think people do. I mean, right now I'll tell you if if it, you know if I was making a bet on who would sell the most consoles next generation, all my money would go right to PlayStation Five. Seriously? Yeah, mine wouldn't. Mine wouldn't. I mean, would it be Nintendo? Hell yeah, baby. Switch well, 2, Pokemon <laughs> Sword and Shield 2. That's all you need, man. Nintendo are back. I'm just saying, I, I, just, I, I don't think Microsoft stands a shot at selling as many consoles as Sony unless no, no that chance. Lockhart skew really takes off. But even then, they lost Europe, which is where Sony just is. It's Sony land. So, like, you can't, like, I swear, in, in Europe, like, I live in Germany, right? And Microsoft has a really good presence in the UK. Like I know loads of people who've got Xboxes in the UK, but like Xbox is non-existent in Germany. It's just non-existent. Yeah. You you say you tell people you got an Xbox, they'll look at you funny. You go to a, you go to a supermarket, you can get you can get store credit for Origin in a supermarket before you can get store credit for Xbox in a German supermarket. It's hilarious. So they have lost they have lost that market so hard. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Frizzin Chief wants to know, will Microsoft ever bundle Xbox Live and Game Pass into a single premium subscription? I think something along those lines could happen at some point. You know, I I honestly think at some... Like, Game Pass, I think you'll see it evolve. Maybe have different tiers. Um, And I, I could easily see one being Xbox Live Gold included, or potentially maybe... You know, the multiplayer games in Xbox Game Pass don't require Xbox Live Gold or something. Uh, what do you think, Jez? Sorry, can you repeat that? Will Microsoft ever bundle Xbox Live and Game Pass into a single premium subscription? The thing that I always say is, like, we're always exploring ways of 
delivering more value to our consumers. And I think like they could do some sort of bundle discount. They do that for office. Like for office, you can buy like if you buy you can buy like a personal license, but then you can buy like uh, you can get like a bunch of licenses for a family that is cheaper than buying them all separate and stuff like that. You know, um, I can see them bundling it in the future, but you're adding like confusion and complexity, especially at a time where Game Pass is still sort of trying to find its foothold in the consumer psyche. I think like layering on extra complexity is probably not the best idea, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think they'll probably will do something like that in the future. And Microsoft's all about adding options, right? So the more, the more they think like the more options we add, the more market share we can potentially get. Cause it like people who might not have enjoyed that niche. Maybe they'll enjoy that niche, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know. Um, I think I saw one more question in there. Uh, see if I can find it. Um, I, baby. Oh, Ermy, here we go. What will X enhanced games be called in the next gen? Will 4K 30 games be 4K 60? Hmm, interesting. I well, think, sorry, go on. I was just going to say whatever's Anaconda's called, maybe. If that would be like the version of, if if Anaconda's called, uh, you know, like. What if it's the X2? X2 enhanced? X2 enhanced. That's weird. Yeah, I have to give them a new name, right? It won't be called the Xbox One, will it? Yeah, that's another thing. Like, what are they gonna name? I, I, maybe just call it Xbox, Xbox Five. Uh, I don't know. Uh, will 4K 30 games be 4K 60? Potentially, potentially, uh, very well could be. Um, I think I think that's that's the leap, isn't it, to get 60 frames across the board? But like, you get. There are there are other things that can do like ray tracing. Ray tracing is super intensive on uh, processing, and that's like for realistic shadows and stuff like that. And it really does make a big difference. But it, my God, it is intensive. So I don't know. I mean, some developers like they they're just happy to sacrifice the frame rates to get something that looks beautiful. You know? Yeah. I guess I said anaconda wrong. Someone said Rand. It's not anaconda. Sometimes I speak wrong. Chill, you know. You yeah, know, Ron, Ron's getting old, guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I was in speech therapy for most of my young life. I don't know really? if you guys know that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I feel bad I, there's a uh, certain combinations of words I don't say very well, but yeah, I was in speech therapy from like first grade to fifth grade. So, I mean, it's no big deal. Like I know, like sometimes when I speak fast, I'll say a word wrong. You know, um, I I have a little bit where I kind of like flip things around. Like for instance, one of the biggest, I don't, <laughs> I don't even know if I want to say this because it's people are just going to make fun of me, but we were in a party chat one day. It was like my buddy magic and my buddy Maka. And we were talking and I, I, I wanted to say something about Justin, Justin Bieber, right? The, the it was like something like that, but I I called him Justin Bieben. Or Juster Bieben, right? Because <laughs> I flipped the two back ends of it, and it's not the first time I've done stupid stuff like that. And they will, I, they happened like months ago, and I still hear it like, oh, they're like randomly like, and introducing Justin Bieber or like Juster Bieben or whatever, which way I said it, right? All because, you know, I had like speech 
problems when I was younger. But anyways, it's all good. It's all good. But uh, we're going to end the show on that. Um, we really appreciate everyone coming out, hitting the like button, sharing this out, commenting in chat, anybody that really donated through Super Chat. We appreciate it. Uh, Jez, tell the people where they can find you and what you got coming uh, soon on Windows Central. Well, you can find me on the internet at Jez Corden on Twitter. I am currently working on Division 2 review. Oh, yeah. All right, Division 2. I can't wait to actually play that again. uh, What else am I working on? Nothing super cool at the minute, but, you know, soon you might be able to find our podcast on Windows Central, actually. Yeah, that's right. We have to talk about that. So apparently the podcast will be on Windows Central, which is pretty cool. More people can listen to it, you know, if they don't can't or don't want to listen to it live, um, which is great. So hi to everybody watching this later or listening to it later on iTunes. We appreciate you. And we'll be back next week, GDC week. There'll probably be a ton of information. We'll have stuff about Google, potential stuff about Xbox. Who knows? Maybe even the specs will leak for the PS5 and the Xbox too. It could be a crazy week oh, next oh, week. Oh, round. Yeah. I just want to say, um, remember earlier we were talking about Epic Game Store possibly harvesting Steam users there? Yeah, yeah, and I sent that stuff to you. Is it is it true? Uh, it seems to be true. Mm. So, so, like, I, I, was, I was thinking that maybe, because you can link Epic Game Store to Steam, right? To import your friends over. And I was thinking maybe it was just that, and the guy was exaggerating. But no, even if you don't link your steam accounts to epic games it scrapes the config files in steam and gets your there without so, your permission is that uh it's kind of, kind of seems really scummy and kind of illegal right maybe yeah maybe i mean if if what it seems to be um if, yeah it seems to be true you know all right well on that note we're gonna end the show we'll see you next week a lot of gdc talk maybe a lot of potential megatons uh, for the show next week. So thank you guys so much for watching and uh, we'll see you uh, next week. Later. Bye, guys. Guys.